BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Hello, hello, and gr- I was about to do like I did last time. Greetings to you, worthy friends. I feel like we're in Aladdin all over again. We're back! I know, and I meant to have like a show every week for a while because we just were in the intense movie season, but you know, I guess, I, I, how many weeks has it been? Two weeks, or did we go three weeks? I meant to have one weeks ago, but so this is just going to be a super packed show. But I, of course, I'm your Spider-Man Jeremy, as the man says, and of course, I'm not here alone because we have the Lost Boy Phil. Hello there. <laughs> oh, and he's he's getting all Batman on us. Well, I'm doing the best I can. Okay, well, do not bring out your Joker because he will punch him in the face. That, that's exactly right. Indeed. That's actually just one of the games I've been playing this week. We'll get into that oh, here later. Alrighty then. But this is going to be such a packed show because uh, you know it, it took long enough to get another recording going because I, I'll have to tell y'all while I, while I have been why I have been so busy. Uh, and not being able to get a show recorded on time. But we've had two major movies coming out, so we are I've already decided I'm titling this episode of of Gods and Kings and Little G-Gods. Little yes. G-Gods, yes, thank yes, you very yes, much. Yes. Because we're going to talk about the Elvis movie, Thor, Love and Thunder. And then, actually, you know what? Well, I got some history of the man Elvis. All right, pretty mama. Because <laughs> I'm sure I've talked some history of Thor, although I did find some fun stuff. Cause, yes. And I don't know how you were searching for it before, but you got me looking for it because now you made me curious. So well, we started looking it, at some days of the week. It, it had to do with that days of the week before. But yes, we're going to get into how it's like Thor and some of the other Norse gods have become some of our days of the week. Yeah. So we, I thought it was kind of fun. It's so stupid history. Lower, so we're going to talk about that later. Lowercase g and lowercase k because not the capital k. Oh, because he's not the king of kings. But <laughs> That's I'm gonna, right. It's going to be a capital k in the title for king, sure. though, because yeah. I don't have much qualms about king as I do as god. There's yeah. a big difference. But did you? there was one time Elvis said that to somebody. Ah, said, well, he, that's nice. Yeah, he did. He said, "There's only one king, Pretty Mama." He didn't say oh, Pretty Mama. But he, <laughs> said, he, he said he did when he, he they said, "You're the king." He, he goes, "No, there's one king," and he was talking. About, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty <laughs> nice. I wonder if Jerry Lawler's ever done anything like that. I'm not sure. I'm I ain't not sure, sure neither. 
ain't sure neither. But uh, yeah, so we've got a lot of stuff we're packing into the show, which I guess I managed to get to before the music died, which is kind of the goal. I must say what's in the show before the music fades away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be talking some Elvis and some Thor today with a bit of history and some movies. And of course, we have some of our regular things and host chatter, which we're just... Well, before we get into that, I got to tell you, I, I, I fear... I, I was so busy. I, I I had a reason why we didn't get a chance to do a show. And you had Independence Day as well. Well, yeah, we had a holiday in there, but uh, I had uh, the previous week. Uh, I was uh, given a task at work where I had to make a, a half hour show where we we do this things the best of Saint Joe, uh, and I was working really hard on that. I had a great team of people to work with on it, but I was exhausted. Uh, it took all my time. I had to go and film various locations. Basically, we were going to bit local businesses that were voted by our viewers on some of the best restaurants and ice cream and uh, pet groomers, chiropractors, you know. Uh, so I had to go around and with with a team of reporters, and occasionally I had to do it myself because I didn't have a reporter, so I had to do the interviews. But we talked to the business owners and and uh, celebrated the, the the viewers choosing them as their That's favorites. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, that was a, a heck of a task. I, I was happy to have it done. I have a feeling I'm going to have some more tasks like that handed to me. Oh so, Saint Joe! <laughs> oh yeah, so I expect to have more, but it was uh, it was a lot of work, and I was really exhausted. So that's why, besides the holiday, we haven't ha- gotten together to have a new episode. But we're back, and I know you missed us, well, right? Of course, y- you missed us, didn't you? You, you hear the crickets, don't you? <laughs> I know you missed us. I'm sorry, but yeah, but we're back, and we're g- this is probably going to run two hours. This is kind of what was happening. I want used to be a one hour weekly show. And now it's like every two to three weeks, and it's two hours minimum sometimes, because we get to yapping. That's what we do. Well, I, I'm not blessed that way, but <laughs> yeah, we get to yapping. So hopefully you enjoy the two-hour extravaganza. But uh, getting into what we call host chatter, and I still, I, I, if I had any more buttons to make a sound effect for it, but I've only got four buttons on this thing, so <laughs> only four here, extra the, sounds. Here's the chatter uh, special sound effect. <laughs> gobble, sure. gobble, 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 gobble. Yeah, that are long. It's time to chatter with your host. <laughs> pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more. <laughs> I think you've actually got something there, except for, you know, a copyright thing. So I really yeah, <laughs> From Music Man. That's, yeah. a, that's yeah, a yeah, great yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, have they, I ever seen the full movie of that? I don't think I have. They, uh, I've seen it on stage before, uh, and yeah, I saw the I'm, Matthew Broderick. Uh, on Broadway right now, uh, Hugh Jackman's doing that. Oh, how cool would oh, that be? Oh, he's perfect. He's perfect yeah. for it. He, I love it. Well, of course, and it's on Broadway and not here. Oh, yeah. I wish they had it on video, because I'd love to watch it. Oh, don't give them ideas. They'll find a way to sell it. Oh, man, I would love They'll to. They'll package it up. and oh, I would yeah. do it, because, oh, yeah. of course, I love the original movie, though. I mean, you know me. I, yeah, well, especially because that dude ended up being the Robert, last Starfighter. Oh later. yeah, so. and, and he's pretty much. And I was watching a, um, a documentary thing about that. I think it was on YouTube, and it was showing that uh, I can't think of his name right now. Robert. Um, oh, I know someone's probably yelling at me right now, but uh, I can't. Think well, of his you're name. a pastor. You're used to being yelled at, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. But anyway, he was a. Uh, he was pretty much doing almost a tribute to that role that made him so very popular when he did the Last Starfighter. Because he was pretty much playing that role. Yeah, he was even kind of dressed the same. Oh yeah, he was pretty much. It's just he was just so wonderful in that. And he, what I loved it, even when he sang, which he can sing. Yeah. But when he would sing, he he kind of did what I like to call talk singing. He would. Oh yeah. A little bit of singing, but he go. He, he said, "Almost like William Shatner." Please, well, attention, please. And and he would talk as he sang, and he was so good at it. 
Oh, and the lead, uh, the lead female oh, uh, in Shirley there, Shirley Jones. She was in a yeah, she she was in the Partridge Family. Partridge later. Family, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. she's so beautiful. She was so beautiful, and is, and I don't believe she's gone yet. I uh, don't think she's gone. Yeah, she's uh, she's just wonderful. I love her. She also was in my favorite besides the Seven Brides Seven Brothers. My favorite is Oklahoma. And she's in Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I I tried to watch Oklahoma somewhat recently, and I I got so annoyed at some of the characters because it's like, yeah. oh golly. But the main girl is her when she was so super young. That was that was her, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. Wow, she was cute as a button. Oh, she's adorable. Yeah. My goodness. But anyways, uh, we go into what you have been watching. Ah. And to where I'm, I'm pardon my little bit of burping. I was drinking water. Sorry. <laughs> um, this uh, my adventure in what I was watching this week. Or what I'm going to bring up is. So uh, I, I think it was might have been July first or something, but they dropped the the last two episodes of season four of Stranger Things. Mm. Now it was a holiday weekend. Do they not put them all out at once? Cause no, I they saved the last two episodes for July. See, I don't ever really I haven't really watched it yet. I watched a like, couple of, of the first episodes, so I don't know much about You're it. You're way behind on oh, if you yeah, ever. I will watch. eventually get into it. Yeah, you could have the whole thing spoiled. But uh, so because there was a holiday weekend, I didn't get a chance to sit and watch it. And all over Facebook, people were spoiling everything. I don't know why they enjoy doing that. I don't get it. And I was like, do you, do you think we all just sat around, had no lives, didn't want to go watch fireworks or something? All right, come on, people. Uh, so with that, I got frustrated. I got off of Facebook and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to spend some time. And the weird thing is these last two episodes were both like movies. The one episode was an hour and a half and the other one was over two hours. Oh, really? Wow. Why they didn't break these up into like three, at least three episodes, I have no idea. Was there a good place for them to, to, to stop? Or? Probably would have if they'd have thought of it, but I don't know. They wanted to put it out like that, and so they did. Huh. Uh, and I will say, uh, it was an enjoyable season, and it seemed like they could have wrapped it up, but I was, I was already hearing talk before they even released season four at all uh, that they were talking about you know what they're going to do for a fifth season. So I was like, okay, so this isn't going to necessarily wrap up, and it didn't. It left something that could happen, but it did. Uh, this was overall an enjoyable season, and we got around to... The why and the hows and the way for us. We know who our real villain has been, uh, for those who've been who watched it. And uh, it was very entertaining. These last two episodes was really good and did have some moments that I'm not going to spoil that uh, if you've been on social media, you probably already know about this really awesome moment kind of midway. And, uh, you know, we got to meet a new character that was uh, really great. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about it. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this season. Uh, I did see, uh, I think, uh, Phil Lawler, who is one of the writers for like Adventures and Odyssey, for those of you who oh, know yeah, what I that know the is. Oh, yeah, I know the name. Uh, he, he actually did not enjoy this season. He thought there was some stuff wrong with it. I can't remember what he, what he pointed out that he didn't like. But that's okay. He didn't have to enjoy it. Yeah. So, But he's a writer. So I think he's very critical on getting the, everything just right because he writes for radio and writes stories. And uh, so he's. He's probably a bit of a perfectionist, and he wants to get everything just right when he writes stuff. Some people are that way. Yeah. When see, which we'll talk about this in a minute. When seeing the movie, and when do, in doing that, there's one of the reasons why I go and see films right away, as you know. I go see movies right it. away <laughs> because some people try to spoil yeah. things for me. I mean, it came out technically Thursday night, and uh, heck, it hadn't even been waiting Friday morning, and I already had people ruining it, trying to ruin it for me, saying, yeah. oh, you're going to hate it, blah, 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 blah. And they're telling all these things to me, yeah. And I'm like, don't don't do that because yeah, it's it not. Look, I know they probably didn't mean any harm, but in reality, um, even if you just say something like, "I hate it," you're going to hate it, and all that, it it kind of 
you're almost putting in a little bit of a, a, a poison pill, so to speak, to yeah, the attitude. Because yeah. the whole time you're seeing, you're like, see, I wonder what it is I'm, that I'm supposed to hate. Or, or huh, just don't say this. Just say, it's best to say, well, I had fun. I enjoyed it. Or, no, I didn't like it. Yeah. Leave it at that Leave it at on, that. on, on yeah. social media. I mean, if you're tuning into this show, you're, you know we review movies, so you expect yeah. it. Yeah. But there's a difference between what we're doing and when you go on YouTube and you have, here is the ending of this movie explained. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I saw the movie hasn't come out to the general public, and they'll have that out on Wednesday because they got to go to when, the early screening. When Top Gun Ugh. came out, it, uh, I'm talking about the new one. Yeah, oh, Maverick. obviously, yeah, yeah, Maverick. Thank you. When Top Gun Maverick came out, I swear to you, it wasn't even out yet, and it, this was like a Tuesday night. Goodness, and there's they're they're like a, the problem with the ending or whatever it was, and there's of course I didn't watch it. I, got, I I turned away from it right away, and that's the problem. Whenever you know a new movie's coming out, and you you're like days in advance, yeah. and they're already trying to tell you how it should have ended, or they wanted it to end, or and you're yeah. like, folks, just shut up. Let yeah. people enjoy. Give it. it a give it a week, but you know, give people a chance yeah. to see it. They were super excited, you know, and then be, still be careful about spoiling. You know, because yeah. I'm I'm trying to be very careful about not spoiling the film when uh, sure. when I'm going to critique sure, it here. Sure. Uh, it's it's a challenge. You have to really kind of think about it. Because uh, sometimes I do need to specify what was wrong with something, on, yeah. and also what was right about it. But I try to not give it away too much because I, I don't want to ruin your experience of and being I know surprised. This is, and now, so, but we're getting really sidetracked of what we watched. Well, I don't want to ruin this. So. I don't want to ruin this. But uh, it, there was a film I seen not long ago, and I'm sorry if I ruined this. Was for it you. something you watched this week? Because that'd no, be even better. But. <laughs> but uh, Luke does have a father, and his name is Darth Vader. I'm sorry if I ruined. Oh it for no! You. I'm oh, sorry. No. I heard some guy named Anakin was around. Something like so that. So I don't know whatever happened to that guy. Uh, I think Darth Vader killed him or something. I did actually watch a little bit of that this week. So kind of the Obi Wan series. No, or, I was. I, are you watching some Star Wars? Empire Strikes Back is my ah, favorite of, course, of all. Indeed, it just is. It's my favorite. I'm, go ahead though. Um, but something else that we, I, I got to bring up that we watched this week because it's a classic. Finally yes. got a chance to sit down and watch Johnny Tremaine. Yes. Which Disney Plus does not have. No. It has like a kind of like the making the, of. The promise has not been fulfilled by Disney Plus for having these old classics no. in there that I wanted. It has like I'm a little it, it has a little bit of the of the making of it. Yeah. Which is really but, weird. Which is nice, but I the movie, oh, that was a great movie. Yeah, it's a classic. This is a but y'all, if you can get a hold of like a DVD of this movie somehow or another, you gotta watch it if you've never seen it. It was it was really and good. And I got blessed and really lucky in order to find it online because it I, I had to look for if you remember Jeremy, I had to look for months and before I found it, and when I found it, I got it, got it right away. Yeah. And <laughs> and in truth Don't waste no time. It, it, why I say it's a classic is not just because it was the Disney classics as they call it. But because Disney based an entire area, at least of Disney, yeah, Liberty land, Square, yeah, man. Liberty Square and yeah. Disney World, and they even played the music from it. Yeah, wish I could have been there with your dad and having that music. That oh been yeah, fun if because, I'd have been familiar with it, because in Epcot Center they play it there too. Oh nice, uh, in some of the American Pavilion area. When they would do that, they'd play that. My dad would get the. Sing along with it, and he'd be swinging his arm back and forth. If you knew my father, you know, oh. and he would just love he'd it. Marching we'd be, in step, <laughs> yeah, we'd be singing it together. It's the well, sun, no tree, it's yeah. a clear yeah. old tree. Yes, we are the sons. Yes, we are the sons. The, the sons, sons of liberty. liberty. It's just a great yeah. movie. And at least somebody on Facebook did bring up that movie because also the birthday of the lead actress. Uh, oh, really? Her birthday was was. I want to say it was like the fifth or the sixth. I saw somebody oh. put up that it was her birthday. I was like, "Oh, how sweet!" And she was a pretty lady. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming. No, she passed away then. Yeah, in 1996. Yeah, uh, I think we saw that she was only like 57. Wow. Yeah, died fairly young. I, I don't think we looked up why, but I was like, "Oh, wow, that's fairly young to die." Yeah. So 
Yes. Yeah. She was also on um, Song of the Song South. Song of the South. And, yeah. and uh, Disney, one thing Disney used to do, and it seems like they still do for the most part, but when they had what they used to call Disney kids, uh, they would use a lot of their actors and actresses over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah. Well, Annette Funicello was like the biggest. Yeah, from the being a musketeer. Oh, yeah. The mus- mus- musketeer. musketeer yeah. Sorry. That's all right. But they, uh, they did well, that. Well, Walt a lot. saw something in her. See, and Walt knew how to pick them. Oh, he was great at it. I mean, he, like his one of those last things he was writing how Kurt Russell was just going to be huge. Oh, he did. And he was right. And he, he saw if a kid usually could. Act, sing, dance. He picked them, and he could see it. They'd have a. He, a lot of times, he said they have a spark in their eye. Yeah, it, I, I remember him saying that there was like a spark in their eye. And man, was he right! And look yeah. at Kurt; he's still just awesome. He's still awesome. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, indeed, he do. Absolutely. You may so, not know that Kurt Russell can sing, but he can. <laughs> well, yeah, because that Elvis movie, which yeah, we, we might that was get a, into that one later too. Yeah, that was a big thing he did. Too. Yeah, being John Carpenter's Elvis. That's how they met. <laughs> and the rest is John Carpenter legendary history. And I'm sitting here wearing a John Carpenter shirt when <laughs> I'm wearing my big, big Chrome Little China, China tank top. <laughs> I'll tell you something, man. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> so now jumping into to what have you been playing and. Uh, I end up playing a lot of stuff. Okay, so I was still, you know, working my way through uh, Resident Evil 8. I've now completed that one. I've gone through it three times because there's an achievement for playing it three times, and the achievement is simply, thank you for playing. Uh-huh. But I've got, like, everything unlocked, all these weapons, infinite ammo on stuff, so I can go and, and whoop some tail on it. I I, I, ha- I just have some fun playing. I just have a ball with that one. Um, but the most recent thing, I uh, with my, my um, allowance, I guess you might call it, uh, that I get fifty dollars every time I get a paycheck that that goes into a personal savings that I can use on anything, uh, but also every month I get five dollars discount at uh, at GameStop, which I need to go use. Uh, so I went in and uh, I'd already played through the first Hitman game, but they I saw Hitman Two was there, so I went ahead and picked that up to play that. Uh, which I I I gotta say, with the first Hitman, I wasn't I didn't follow the story very well, but uh, with Hitman Two, uh, if you, as long as you got the original one installed in your PlayStation, it will download a legacy where it'll update hit the first Hitman game with some of the uh, um, setup of how Hitman 2 works where you actually can see where the cameras are at so you can try to avoid being caught on camera so you, you're you like a shadow that no one really sees that was there. But what I've enjoyed about the, 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 the I guess, rebooted or remade versions of Hitman is it's it's very reminiscent of the James Bond books. Oh, really? Where he's a, a he's a you know, but he's not really working for the government, but he's an assassin, and he goes and kills the bad guy. But he tries to make it look like an accident. So there's a lot of different options you get on causing an accident. Although I I've had some occasion. Uh oh, I think I lost him. You there? Oh, I, un- oh, I see. I accidentally unhooked my headphones here. So <laughs> so y'all are hearing me, uh, but. There we go. There is a, an item you can get. Uh, it's what is it? It's, well, it's a rubber duck. That's an explosive. Wow! So rubber ducky or the kaboom? <laughs> yes. Uh, but you, it comes with a detonator. But I like using this thing because uh, one one of the things that's useful is you, you can maybe have a coin in your pocket and you'll toss it out somewhere to distract a guard. With like, what was that? And while he goes to pick up the guard, you slip in behind him and go. Oh, up, I you like know, it. Sneak where you want to. Something they would have done in a Batman game or something. Well, yeah, Batman, you could throw a battering and cause distraction. There are yeah. things you can do in the Batman games. Like, you can even have a sonic battering while it goes and makes a noise somewhere, and then somebody can go investigate it, and then you can sneak in. That's cool. You are the predator. Uh, but, of course, in Hitman, the goal is to only kill the target if you can help it. Because you lose points for every, un, you know, un, you know, a person who dies who's not a target. And definitely do not want to kill a civilian. Yeah. You know. 
You are you are trying to be the good guys, and then you're ba- everybody that you're going after. There's a justification of what horrible things they're doing that you're putting I a stop like to. That, though. So, but I do like to use my rubber duck sometimes as a, a distraction. But <laughs> it just sounds so funny. Yeah, but uh, so like even that when I first played through the first game, there was one guy I was like, I I hadn't learned how to be patient to wait for my moment. Oh, and yeah. I had just dropped a rubber duck over where the guy was at, and I walked away and just detonated it, and nobody realized I had done it. Uh, so when I, I was I was given the opportunity to play through the the first game again with the enhancements, so I thought, you know, let me just do that again, because I didn't quite catch, I didn't understand the story here of what's going on in these games. And uh, like that same guy, I was like, you know what? It's tradition. I just dropped a rubber duck, walked away, and just blew him up. I was like, I don't need to follow because there's there's little optional stories you can kind of follow up uh, that sets up an opportunity for you to kill your target. Suddenly, but I was like, forget the opportunity. Have a rubber duck. Boom. Suddenly, I'm, re- I'm reminded of uh, Batman Returns because uh, Penguin, oh yeah, when he blows up the dude, he blows up the dude, which is Penguin's uh, whatever strong man, strong man. But it also, from but, over the but top. it also reminds me of Penguin, because Penguin goes around in a great big duck. <laughs> so it reminds me of that. It's that's very it's a kind of reminiscent a little bit. But now here's here's the funny bit here. So on one particular mission in the original Hitman, there's uh, oh, yes. there's four targets, and uh, I had gotten through. I, oh, I'd finally just got rid of the second target, and it took some effort and some sneakiness. I was like, "Whoo, I got away with it!" But then uh, where I was headed to go and try to uh, set something up with my third target, I realized the third target was over having a conversation with the fourth target, and I was down a ledge, and they were up over a fence. I'm like, "Could I?" I throw the rubber duck over and land in between them. Nobody notices rubber duck. And I just start walking away. Boom! And uh, I hear the uh, my handler going, well done, 47. Two birds with one stone. <laughs> and nobody realized what happened. They're just like, something exploded. Oh, my gosh, it killed two of them. So and I'm just walking away, cool as you please, you know, like. <laughs> cool as a cucumber. <laughs> yeah, cool as a cucumber with a bald head and a barcode on the back of his head. Oh, wow. And I love the fact that he's, you know, he doesn't have a name. They've given you a number and taken away your name. He doesn't remember even his name. He just, wow. they call me 47. So he's Agent 47. Well, you give me another year and and not even a month, and that'll be me. You gonna put a barcode <laughs> on the back of your head? No, no, I'll be forty seven. Oh, you'll be forty seven. Yeah, well, you're about to turn forty. What? Forty? Yeah, yeah, you got forty six coming up. Yeah, I was about yeah, to, yeah, because we're not quite in August. But uh, I finally got to where I understand the story, which is kind of neat. Is you've got two organizations. You've got one called Providence. Providence is actually it's like the uh, One World Order. They actually have control of everything. And they are actually the ones making assassins, and they're basically use them to dis- deal with people, you know, quietly. Well, they had made two particular assassins. Forty-seven actually was one of them, and this other guy. Now, this other guy is you. You, you hear about him kind of in the first game. He's just known as the Shadow Client, but he's been secretly sending you missions to take out Providence people who are bad people. And then Providence kind of figures out, hey, you know, the ICA, which is the organization you work for, is supposed to be neutral. How come you're going after our people? You know, and so at the beginning of Hitman Two, you've actually got a few assignments from Providence because there's some bad people working for what they call the militia. And in fact, the 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 place where I went and I killed four people was a militia um, stronghold. And we were trying to figure out, well, who is the Shadow Client anyway? And so, like after you kill all four of them, you actually have to go in through this thing, and you're you're going through their computers and all their files trying to figure out, well, who is the Shadow Client person who's been sending it off to kill these Providence people? Because it feels like we're getting played. Because we're just basically supposed to get an assignment, like, hey, this is you know, like one person, this person got away with murdering my daughter because of the money and influence that his father has, and uh, that he murdered my daughter, and he's gotten away with it. And you're oh. like, oh yeah, not getting away with it now. 
That's right. And that's one of the times where uh, I... The first time I'd gotten through it, I, the story mission was uh, I, I managed to electrocute him on a microphone when because he was supposed to be a rock star and he's trying to record an album at this place. But this time around, I was disguised as his drummer, but the 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 disguise had been compromised. Although they didn't realize I had been compromised, so the guy asked me, "Oh yeah, go go over there with the drums," and it wouldn't let me sit there and play the drums to just to, just fit in. So I was like, "Ah, oh, the heck with it!" I pulled out my silenced pistol and just blam and ran. Shot the guy and ran for it and escaped. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know that was more James Bondian than uh, than Agent Forty Seven. You know, but uh, I had a point I was getting to, and I, before you get me distracted further, because I lost my own train of thought, <laughs> and so I don't need you to dump in there because you'll you'll get me further on. Um, but oh, but yeah, uh, yeah. So, but yeah. So, like the storyline is like the ICA seems to be like they're getting played. But in the second one, you meet the shadow client. He's like, I know who Forty Seven is. I'm going to help restore his memories. We were friends when they trained us. The Providence trained us to be assassins, which is why I've been going after Providence. And if I have to use a few bad guys to kill the worst guys, then so be it. And that's what he's. So that you got like a story that's kind of developed within two games. And I'm looking forward to playing the third one. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did they make a movie based off Hitman? Yes. Was it any good? I watched. It wasn't bad. Uh, it's it. It doesn't bear a whole lot of similarities that I thought toward the. Um, the the modern games I think it's more set towards like the older games, uh, but it it was entertaining. I, it's on uh, one of the streaming services. I think I watched it. I ought to watch um, it. I think there might be more than one Hitman movie, but hmm. the the movie was presented interesting because that like the the main character we're following this girl around and she doesn't know if she can trust forty seven. But like the the voice of forty seven is this Steve kind of, and he's very calm and he's almost emotionless and he talks like this. Who was it in the movie? Hmm? Do we know who played it? It was a younger guy, and his voice didn't sound at all like 47. It was more like my, having my voice on Agent 47. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so, he looks okay, but he doesn't sound like Agent 47. He, so you're saying he, if he had done more of a Batman. Yeah, they should have found somebody who... Because, I mean, the, the voice of Agent 47 in the games, and he's very calm, very straightforward. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. just talks. He has... Because he's been treated with a bunch of chemicals he has oh. no emotions basically yeah. they it's almost like they stole the backstory of the black widow of having this secret clandestine organization I who see. are making perfect assassins and they, but they make good spies that so way. they make them almost and so they almost he's make emotionless. them uh yeah they almost make them like a human version of a robot yeah just because they want him to kill without any prejudice or anything or any remorse it's kind of what, what punishers him, in and he talks this way i'm like yeah. i'm not saying he's emotionless yeah. but but he's more like I'm going. Munisher's fueled by his emotion, his yeah. rage. But yeah, Agent Forty Seven has no rage. He has no expression that you never see expression on his face. This makes him the perfect way to just just disguise it as anybody. Yeah. No matter what he wears, they don't realize. Hey, you know, it was the guy I was looking for. This bald dude. But a lot of times you get to disguise yourself as people that, oh, they've got a new person starting at this position today. They've never actually met him before, so they have no idea. But then other times, like, you're disguising as someone that they know. And, like, how do you not realizing this is a different face than what you're expecting? Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of, it's really kind of funny. But yeah, I've really enjoyed playing through those games. And now uh, I was talking to Philip earlier. I've started, I needed a new adventure to play with or to try to maybe pick up on one of the old adventures I haven't finished, like Red Dead Redemption 2 or something. Uh, or Far Cry Four, but I, I a little I, bit of that Red Dead Redemption Two, a little bit of it. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. But uh, I got to an island. I'm like, where, where are we not in the Old West anymore? What am I doing huh. on an island? And I kind of got bored. But uh, I started playing Dragon Age Inquisition and getting my butt kicked royally. Mm. Uh, I'm still <laughs> learning how to play that game, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting. Game. It's it's by this Bioware. And it's the same people who made like Knights of the Old Republic, uh, that kind of thing. So. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably have more to say about it come next episode. One of my problems is I sometimes will sit around and think, you know what they could make or should make? 
And you sitting there talking about the shadow, this or that, I started to think, what? Well, how great it would be if they made a game of the shadow? Or yeah. well, or, they did, and then a Super Nintendo game. Oh no! I'm talking, yeah, I remember that. But I'm talking about nowadays. You can do what you can do with these kind of games. <laughs> yeah, I would love now that you can do what you can do. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm talking about a game where you could. It would. I would love to be. The Actually, just be the or, shadow or be the phantom. It, it that be some of those old characters. That, yeah, yeah, because I love those things. And, you know, Buck Rogers and and those kinds of guys. Uh, the fla- Untapped Flash Market, yeah, Flash Guard. You know, Kings. Uh, yeah, Kings Enterprises and. It'll be King Buck, Features. King Features, yeah. I'm be be Buck Rogers and be uh you know uh, Flash Gordon. Those kind of guys. That'd be a lot of yeah. fun. I would love untapped to do that. resources there. I would love to do a game where we could be the shadow and you could suddenly whoosh, hide into the dark into the shadow. Well, if they went right full out. tilt, what it should be, it'll be able to cloud men's minds and oh, all the things he can yes. make people do. Yes, and and then. They really dive deep. Oh, Reinhold. You remember? That'd be so great. <laughs> there, there's so much they could do with that. And now, if uh, the real Brian is listening to the show, he's super excited because he's a huge fan of The Shadow. So, Oh, that's a, that's a, I love The Shadow. He'd be like, yeah. That'd I be still got great... the old toys from when the movie came out. Oh, my goodness. My, my grandpa had them because he loved, my grandpa loved movies like that where they took place in the 30s and the 40s yeah. and stuff. And sometimes the 20s. Had that old school adventure feel. Yeah, so he would collect things like that. Like, it reminded me of his childhood. So he would collect the shadow stuff and and uh, Dick Tracy, things like that. So he, he left some of that stuff for me, for my dad nice. and for me. And so I actually still have that, uh, the the car of that and everything, and a, a shadow figure and things like that. But I always wanted one. And I and the Rocketeer is another one. He yeah. Loved. I have a Rocketeer yep. figure. But I love those things because it takes me back when I'm watching them. It takes me back almost like you feel like you're there. That's why I'm not a big fan of some of the modern movies. Like, oh, what we need to do is uh, we need to change the past to make the modern kids feel like the the past is a part of them. No, you're supposed to put the people from now back in then so yeah. you can connect with that time, not that connect that time with us now. Yeah. That's why Captain America, the first Avenger, worked so well because they just embraced, you know, being in the past. And, and I, I had said for years, like, hey, you know, if they ever make a Captain America movie, what went wrong with the previous attempt in the 90s is they did the entire thing in the modern age. Yeah, it was, that's a mistake. And it's like, no, you're, you're, do a series of movies and, always, and start the first one, have, tell a story in Captain America's era. And, and, and then maybe Woman, at the end, bring him into the modern. And that's exactly what they did. And that's why it's it was one of my favorite that's Marvel why Wonder movies. Wonder Woman did good. Yeah. The only, the only I, I think, personally, this is just my opinion, but and I know they probably did it because of Captain America, but for some reason, they put it in World War One, which in reality... It should have been World War Two. Yeah. yeah, because that's when it... But they didn't want to be compared to Captain America. Exactly. So... And that it still worked. It still they worked. made a good movie. So. And, and besides that, they don't do anything in World War One hardly ever. So yeah, you know, you need some World War One yeah, movies. Yeah, But anyways, moving we need on. to keep the show moving, moving on. on. Moving so on. <laughs> I'm gonna hit this button. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. All right, now I'm going to do something a little different. That's a nice voice. <laughs> it's, it's it's a computer. <laughs> I've had that sounder for years. That's nice. But uh, something a little different, but I thought it was kind of neat, and so I thought I was going to cover it anyway. Uh, now, I've got a link to a YouTube video, but it's a very lengthy thing, and it's basically talking about this, but... NASA, uh, and they've been working on this, I guess, for a while, building a new rocket called the Artemis One. They're going back to the moon. Mm. 
Now, this is, of course, the, uh, the uh, I wish I'd have, I wouldn't have read up some articles on it. I should have put some links up here so I could read it directly. I was looking at NASA's page. But the goal here is to start building basically a moon base. And with this moon base, eventually work our way to sending people to land on Mars. And I just, I just, you know, that's it's not our usual thing, but that's a nerdy type of thing that I was like, hey, that's cool. That's NASA. You know, I guess they've kind of ended the the International Space Station project. They've dismantled it, taken it down, decommissioned it. The next phase for NASA to do something is going to the moon. And that, I mean, if I was an astronaut, I'd be like, can I go? <laughs> you know, how cool would that be? Just like, I want to go to the moon, you know? So I thought that was kind of exciting, especially, they're, you know, they're going to build something. Fly there. me to the moon. And he's going to, of course. <laughs> I can't Of help course, it. of course. Let me play among the stars. I can't help myself, folks, on a Sinatra nut. <laughs> well, I'm going to make you feel old. I already do. <laughs> Atari is older than we are. I know. But there's a 50th anniversary for Atari, and they're having a, an anniversary. Let me just read directly what's on their website. Atari is celebrating the 50th anniversary, and with it, the spark that launched the modern video game industry. It has been five decades since a small team in Silicon Valley first combined their creativity, curiosity, and passion into making video games and hardware. The result of their efforts was Atari, one of the most recognizable and enduring entertainment and pop culture brands in the world. So they're going to have a collection here. It's coming for the Atari VCS, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, PS4 and 5, Steam, and Epic Games Store, which I'm not that familiar with. But uh, we're looking... Oh, let me see here. The games were on the other side of the screen, and I just scrolled away from it. Uh, but we've got Sword Quest, Air World. Yes, you read that right. After nearly 40 years of waiting, the team at Digital Eclipse has created the fourth and final entry in the legendary Sword Quest series. Inspired by the design concepts of original Sword Quest creator Todd Fry, who will be the first to solve its mysteries and finally complete the quest. Now, I've heard of Sword Quest later. I didn't play it when I was a kid, uh, but I think um, I remember it. But I don't. I never did play it. I think you can you can stream play it on your for your PlayStation Plus account. Uh, they have Atari Classics, and I think they have the three other Sword Quests. But also, uh, there's Haunted Houses, which is the original survival mm -hmm. horror game, as they say, for the Atari Twink Center, getting a modern 3D voxel-based sequel featuring more houses, more spooky situations, and more urns. Uh, you basically you got some new games, and I think there's even be a part of this collection is going to have some of the old games as well. Uh, there was a trailer and everything put out on YouTube, but um, I'm not sure when this is supposed to come out. But uh, yeah, what we've got here is Digital Eclipse creating reimagined series, six new games that revisit, mashup, and reimagine Atari classics. Each of the new games is included in the Atari 50, the anniversary celebration. Uh, so, yeah, this is coming out fairly quickly. They're even going to deal with stuff from the Atari Jaguar and Atari Lynx platforms. I remember that. Yeah, they were a couple of some handheld and them trying to make so, some stuff that just, uh, they didn't quite sell as well. I remember, yeah. But uh, Oh, here we go. We've got interactive timelines, which combine historical trivia, digital artifacts, all new video interviews, and playable games into one singular experience. When you encounter a game in the timeline, you can immediately play it without losing your place. So here's my question about this. Is this going to be those games looking good like nowadays, or is this going to be the old-looking stuff like squares and all like they used to have? I mean, that's not inside. The answer is yes. Oh, both? Yeah, it looks like we're going to be getting the old games plus some reimagined and remastered versions where they've kind of re remade the game. Well, because I, I had for a while a there, way, I had Cubert, and they had the original. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they had also a newer version of it where it was more 3D-ish. Because you remember the old one where it was just like, wah, wah, yep, and he's yep. jumping up and down. I loved Cubert. Oh, me too. And I remember they had a cartoon even yep. for a short time, and I loved Cubert. He was so much fun. He was part of the, what, the Saturday... 
uh, Starcade or something, something like that. Yes, and they, and had, they had Donkey Kong Jr. Had Donkey Kong and, Jr. Uh, and uh, you even had Pitfall. Yeah, and uh, da, 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 da. that was the that old. was also about the same time. I think that we've got the uh, was it Hanna Barbera that made the Pac Man. Which they made a video game eventually based off of that cartoon even later on. They actually played the music. I think it was actually an arcade game called Pac Land. You'd hear. Yep. I, I love that also. Oh, indeed. You can see it. Uh, I think it, you were about to say something. Uh, we got yeah, distracted. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, you get that. <laughs> I know. I, I, I threw you for a loop there. We were talking something about Cuber. Oh, yeah, because you oh. got a, on, was it on your phone or you got it, it somewhere? You no, got it a was on, a, on PS, PS5. Uh, five. Yeah, you got and a new Cuber. So you have the original and then you have more of a 3D where you, it's, it's not just uh, up and down on that little... I get, you don't want to call it triangle, I guess. Cubes, it, yeah, pyramid, pyramid it's, cube. It's, it's, yeah, that's what it is. It's more like a pyramid cube thing. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but it's still more, it looks more of a new version of it. I don't know that I've ever played that over here. Yeah, I have it on here, I believe. Yeah. We'll have to do that sometime. Unless I get rid of it. I don't think I did. I think it's still on there. I bet I can get a version for the PS4 right now, too. But it's pretty nice. It's Cubert. Yeah, I yeah. love Cubert. I used to play that on the Atari all the time, too. They had toys of it, and I guess people were uh, on different toy uh, fronts were all trying to get on board the new Atari phase at the time. <laughs> so these little things, which are all those vinyl-posed things yeah. and stuffed toys and all, it was done by Kenner. Yeah. But then there are other uh, companies, that are, and I still have my old Pac-Man one, which looked really different. Oh, neat. And I we had Mario, and he looked really cool. Because at the time, he was just known he was as Jumpman. Jump Man. Yeah. That was it. And, uh, and that's Jump Man. Because I used to think they were saying Junk Man. Because <laughs> <laughs> he could, he dressed a little like a yeah, guy who probably he, could be working at the yeah. junkyard. <laughs> I didn't know he was a plumber. Of course, uh, now I understand yeah. that. I don't know if they intended for him to be a plumber. I remember a coloring book that he was like a construction worker. Yeah. So, and sometimes he was a circus owner and he actually owned Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong went crazy. Yeah, that's why I said I don't. So they, they've kind of made a little more. It was kind of the jerk. You know, he had a don He was keeping an ape at his circus or something. Yeah. Because they're they trying to make it like Donkey Kong, which technically the creator is trying to call him Monkey Kong. <laughs> yeah. It, he just didn't know because he didn't know his English extremely well at the time. Uh, he, I've seen him kind of making fun of himself about it later, which I thought was kind of cute. And in a way, because, you know, he's kind of going for, uh, for you know, King Kong. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's kind of cute. Without getting in trouble. Yeah, I think it's kind of cute that he did yeah. that. It makes him different. Yeah. <laughs> the character. Speaking of some classic Pac-Man, though, that's oh man, over I at Ho when I was at Hobby Lobby, and I, if I'd have had somewhere to fit them because it was good for game room, they had some really neat old school classic style Pac-Man. Pac-Man is my things. Guy. They were like 3D kind of thing where it had like it, or where you know where it's like a lenticular, I think they call yes. it, where you could look at it and be like the, the arcade screen, but then you'd you'd move to the side and it had like the old thing where Pac-Man was like the weird two legged thing and being chased by <laughs> ghost monsters. Now you got oh, me stuck. It was I, so great. Pac-Man has always been my favorite. Yeah. I almost bought a tie of it recently where it looks like the screen. Because I collect ties. <laughs> yeah. But the, here's with me personally, I probably said this before on here. I call myself the Pac Man because my initials are P A C. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm the, I'm the Pac Man, you know, and I was happy. Even as a kid, of course, it was one. And of you like things. to eat. Oh, <laughs> not me. <laughs> but I loved the Pac Man cereal. Do you remember the Pac Man cereal? I remember it existing, but I don't know that oh, I ever ate any really? of it. Well, here's what they did it, I was, was raised on generic, man. <laughs> <laughs> we had that too. <clears throat> but, so, pardon me. But General Mills. Uh, who's who made that? They would actually. There was one of the only things that Aldi's sold was General Mills. They, mm, as yeah. far as actual companies, yeah. they didn't have Kellogg's usually. Uh, once in a great while, and they usually didn't have Post. They only had Quaker Oats um, occasionally because we would have Captain Crunch. 
and they would have uh, General Mills. So the, they had Pac-Man because it, it, it basically had your, your those little puff ball things. They yeah, had, you know? like and, dots. Yeah, those little dots. And it had like Marshmallow and, Ghosts, and right? And Marshmallow Ghosts yeah. and Pac-Man. But then I guess they're like, okay, we need to sell them more. So they just brought out Super Pac-Man. Yeah, so we're gonna have yeah. Super Pac-Man cereal. We're gonna make them bigger, and we'll, they put cape on the. At least I don't remember if the cape was actually on the cereal, uh, but I remember that on the box at least that Pac-Man had like he, his character would be had a cape on him, like he'd fly <laughs> yeah. to, to, to save the day or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then they. Yeah, had I wish mist- they'd bring that back, but make it taste right because they when they tried to bring back Ghostbuster cereal for Afterlife, that that cereal was terrible. I remember the the, the cereal back. I never the had the original. Either. Oh, I did. It had somewhat of a the ghost. somewhat of a citrusy taste. I'm talking about the Ghostbusters. Yeah, see that would have been good, but this the Ghostbusters Afterlife was not like that. And I'll it was tell you not what good. else I loved back in the day when you bring a cereal for everything, and they do that now a little bit. But they had um, they I loved the the uh, Mr. T cereal. Yes, Mr. T. Nicklin, it was done by Quaker Oats, and all it really was was Cap and Crunch. It looked like a tea. Yeah, but it I was. loved it. I loved it. You know. <laughs> Cap of, cap of crunch, you, you fool. Cap of crunch. <laughs> I pity the fool ain't eating my, my teas. Anyways, That's right. <laughs> I've got some YouTube videos here, and I don't remember what news thing is each one. Uh, PlayStation actually had a bunch of stuff on Thursday that they released some teasers from some games coming out for the rest of the remainder of the year. Uh, oh, there's something called Valkyrie Elysium. As soon as they get started. Valkyrie Elysium. Square Enix is making this. Yeah, it looks amazing, doesn't it? I'm out here looking for something. <laughs> Despite the world being in the state it is. Valkyrie, heed my words. Ragnarok tears our world asunder. All we hold precious lies on the brink of annihilation. Now, showing some action style gameplay. Return back from whence you came, lost soul. I've already lost my homeland and the people I love. You would have me battle, even in death. Glory. I've no interest in that. There's nothing left for me in this world. I just want a chance to make things right. My name is Christopher. I have protected this land and its people as my forefathers did before me. Very well. Then I pledge my loyalty as your inheritor until the very end. You are a being of divine power, are you not? Please, would you hear my plea? My name is Tycho. It was once my duty to watch over this land. Wretched soul. By Odin's command. You shall be purified. Basically, so we have this here. is one of the four gifts. If I had to guess, I'd say this was Gungunir. We've got a Japanese action-style game based around North mythology. Yeah. Engrave it upon your soul. Please allow me to conduct a small test of your metal. Yeah. 
But at last, little Valkyrie, I have no intention of harming you. I failed to warn you of her. Our adversary was once a second-class Icea. She goes by the name Fenrir. I... I merely wish for the world to continue existing. Available 29th September of this year, uh, and then uh, on Steam it'll be coming out in November. Uh, this I, I saw this, and of course, you know, Square Enix their their character designs are always very very good. The animation looks amazing. yeah, the, of course, cause what, Square Enix. What, when I first saw it starting, you know, it had a feeling of Narnia. To, if, if it had a feeling of Narnia at first, uh, because I didn't see what was going on, yeah. and all I saw was this magical looking land, and I said that has a neat Narnia. Feel I really love Narnia the the way they yeah. make it look and feel because if, if you feel like you're there in, in the films the original film and all and uh, the books of course yeah. uh, and I, I thought wow it's kind of a Narnia feeling and where it then, has that high fairy tale fairy tale and and feel kind of like, winter especially when you meet and, your your Valkyrie character yes. you're going to be playing as and then when it goes into the other stuff I'm like. Wow, this is really powerful, and the music, of course, yeah. is outstanding. Oh, Square Enix has just been tops for this type of thing for yeah, great music, great character designs, and, great world building. And as you said, it, it brings in the, the um, all the Norse and other yeah. characters, but and Norse mythology, mythology with, yeah. with a Japanese flair. Yeah, that, definitely, definitely. So it's basically a JRPG, but can, it's an action game. Because you can clearly. see it in the eyes and stuff of the yeah. characters. I don't. Yeah. Know if you, I mean, you all, of course, can't see it here, but but uh, you can look it up. It's pretty nice. What's but, it called uh, again? Uh, Valkyrie Elysium, which made me wonder: Is there a Valkyrie series of games that I've missed out on? And this is like Elysium, and that, or, or is this a brand new series? What does I'll the word Elysium mean? Um, Elysium, I believe, is like the um, like Roman um, heaven, because hmm. like like in Gladiator, it's like uh, if you if if in the middle of the battle you find yourself walking through a field, well, then you are in Elysium and you are already dead, and the battle no longer concerns you. Oh, that I kind see. of thing. So I, I, I don't know what meaning they're going with in this. So sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I've got another thing that I've got here, uh, which uh, I should probably go ahead and try again to play that God of War game from 2018. But uh, Ragnarok had a father and son cinematic trailer that was put out there where this game is coming out very soon. This is just 30 seconds long. At your weakest. In fear and doubt are a burden too heavy to bear. Remember this. You are not alone. Rated so. and mature. Ooh. November 9th, uh, which people were been anticipating that one because there's there was a lot of people who uh, you know maybe they weren't fans of the original God of War games, but they became really big fans of that last game. I have a hard time doing a melee combat game that's not first person perspective where I'm using the right trigger now, buttons. What's the melee to attack? Mean? Melee. That's hand to hand combat. Hand to hand combat. Okay. I, I can I, I can name, shoot but... you with that for the trigger finger button, but I it's I have a hard time translating my head to uh, do it on like an attack. With that button, I kind of have the same and thing. I play. I streamed it a long time ago. I attempted to play it, but when I got to that first boss fight where it was more like intense, I kept hitting a button trying to attack with a button, and it was actually a button where you summon his son uh, to fire an arrow to stun the character, and he'll yell "boy" every time. So I kept hitting the button, going "boy, boy, 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 boy." boy, boy, boy. I've heard you do that before. So that's as far as I've ever gotten. Now they have recently re-released God of War on the Plus. 
subscription service where I have it available for me to play. So I will make an attempt to play the game again sometime, maybe before November. We'll see. But uh, I know our friend James is excited about it. He's played through the other games. But, yeah, I, I just have a hard time playing it. I can't do it. But then again, right now I am playing uh, uh, the Dragon Age Inquisition where my attack button is a trigger button, but I'm playing as a mage, so I am firing fire or ice or whatever. So I'm firing stuff out of a wand. So it still kind of works for me. Uh, so, yeah, but that is coming out. And there is a nice box set, which I thought I had a link over to the box set. Uh, to be able to go through it, but yeah, you can get like a. Um, oh, uh, I guess I do have. I have it listed down below. I'm gonna have to jump around in my notes, but uh, let's talk about this box set that you can get. Which uh, there we go, a collector's edition. Let me scroll down. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so like these two boxes. There's a YouTube video where they were showing some of the stuff, uh, but uh, there's like a giant. Uh, hammer, because in this one he's going to. Oh yeah. They went from the Greek mythology into Norse mythology, well, where it, Kratos is, you know, still living because he became the god of war and he slaughtered all the other Greek gods. I've seen these characters. I even seen toys, I believe. But now, you know, like the uh, the last game apparently ended where Thor had shown up and oh, Thor's oh, kind of oh. upset with him. But you do have a Mjolnir replica in this box I set. Uh, two Invenir twin carvings, a dwarven dice set. A Steelberg display case with no game disc included. Uh, that's odd. I like uh, the Knowledge like Keeper's Shrine. And I mean, just a lot of neat stuff uh, and even some downloadable content. And I'm sure you will get a copy of the game. It just won't be in the Steelbook, but you can put it in there. Because, like, when that's I bought cool. with the Final Fantasy VII remake, I did get their Steelbook edition. And the Steelbook was a separate thing from the actual case of the game. And I put the game into the Steelbook now, myself. Now how many God of War games have there been? Because I've heard of I don't a lot. even flip a note, dude. Seen, I've seen toys and stuff with God of War. They've been God making it since PS2, man. I was going to say, I've heard yeah. of it a lot. And I've seen toys and other things. And if you can't tell, folks, I collect X figures. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, I mentioned it. But the reason I do is because I've seen some very cool figures. And and I, and even though I haven't really played the game, and I see the figures and I'm like, ooh, that's cool looking. Now and here's they are the cool looking. Here's the thing, because of the type of show we are, I have to put up a warning. These games feature some serious nudity, and oh, even really? one mini game is, yeah. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, so that's well. one of the reasons why I, I played some of the first game. I got stuck in a swimming level, as as yeah. people tend to do, as gamers do. We hate water levels. Uh, but I, I got you. stuck there, and I just didn't come back. But, yeah, whoa, there's some serious nudity going on. Well, that's kind of the um, same reason why I mentioned before. Which also, like, in The Witcher 3, which I did play through that one, because that game is just so great, but there's definitely some stuff in there. That's kind of what I mentioned before. The reason why I got out of Twisted Metal is not because it, it wasn't nude or anything, but it's just it got so dark. It and, really did. It became horror games. Yeah, and I'm not into that. Yeah. It's, I'm just and not, even not so much. It, more, it was more of a grotesque thing and didn't. Yeah. But and not like survival horror type of thing that yeah, I get into. I can handle some of that the the horror, not much, but I can handle it. I just don't like where it gets so grotesque. Yeah, where it gets where, horrific. Where, where, it's, where it's about a where it originally it was yeah. about a guy who's insane. Yeah, and it, who but but fun. Where a playable character becomes the killer clown. I don't want to play that guy. Yeah, when when he was supposed, but, supposed yeah. to be a crazy guy, and the next thing you know, he's murdering his family and yeah, all this it stuff. Went, and, and and it was showing it was showing bad things like videos where you saw. It, he was coming up on children from his house and all, and yeah. you could tell he's about to kill him. I'm like, I can't handle that. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to play that. Yeah, I, I don't want so. that stuck in my head. I don't. But uh, with the, there's this is like a with this new God of War style. It's a uh, it's basically Kratos living with the regret of all the things he's done in his oh. past. So it's kind of it's like a new story. And now he's had a family. He's had a son. Oh, okay. It's, he's changed. Uh, it's it's years, probably centuries later. Who knows? Maybe an old um, man. Maybe. So he's but no, he didn't age. He's immortal. 
because oh. he is the god of war. He took Ares' place in the very first game, I believe. I see. Uh, so he's immortal. So well, but he's yeah. not an old so man. So people got it. And so I wanted to check out the new one to see how they've changed the, yeah. the series and the character. He's not an old man, but he's because got a he lot seemed of like age. a jerk in the original <laughs> games, in my opinion. But yeah. But moving on. That's a long time. You know what else is 40 years old? I'm going to make you feel old. Oh, what? Prepare to enter the game grid. Tron, 40 years, I brother. knew it was. I, uh, yeah. I I saw an action figure of it, and I'm going Some new ones? It looks like a new one. Because we got some pretty good ones that last oh, time. Oh, yes, we do. I, I'm going to get one for my nephew, because he's kind of jealous of one, one of my guy. Oh, yeah. And he's deep which in one, it. Th- which one did we never find? Did we never find you a, uh, a Flynn figure? Flynn. I still, yeah. if, if they make one, I want one. Because we found it one, and I grabbed it first. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, yes, I'm getting that one. And I didn't want it in the red if I don't have the original. Yeah, because they did have the red. <laughs> I would probably Probably get a red Flynn because that's kind of neat. I just want yeah, Flynn. just I a love, Flynn Flynn. Plus, I'm a huge fan of Jeff. And even know? online, we had a hard time finding. You know how much I love Jeff Goldblum. Yes, indeed. Uh, uh, I mean Jeff, not Goldblum, but um, Goldblum. I love yeah, him too. Love Jeff Goldblum too. Jeff but yeah, but Jeff Bridges. Yeah, and uh, I love him on a lot of movies. Indeed, we do. But 40 years, 40, brother. So I'm going to get a Woo. figure for my nephew who who loves Tron so much, you know. But yes, that's a we hard need a to new believe. game. I wish it would be. I recently played some of the Tron games. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, you know that uh, that one that you ha- used to have. I've seen it streaming on the PS Plus. Yeah, fun. I need to go play it. Uh, Tron Evolution was I, it? I think I have one on here that you might want to get a, a, a try. It has Tron, and I don't remember the name of it. Tron something or other. It's it's based off the Evolution, but you can be on the uh, in the cars. And oh, can we get a light cycle, though? Blast, man. I want a light cycle. Yeah. They, they got that in there, I believe. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. See, yeah, I would like to have a Tron game that was actually set in the classic Sal universe. Me too. That'd be so great. I mean, I'll take what I can get. Somebody but... make it happen, please. Oh, yes. I want to be, I wanna be Flynn. I want to be Flynn. I want to go through the, the movie and then go into the newer ones. Make it an entire universe. Heck, yeah. And it'd be the older Flynn. Be all of it. I Because if you get to where you're living in the Tron universe, because yes. nowadays, the way you can do things, when you... Because it almost feels like you're living it. Yeah, this one it's, thing it's I, almost becoming reality now. This one of the things even Ready I, Player One it seemed almost like it's oh, feasible. Yeah. It's one of the things I love about the World War II game films, where or films, hello games, but they feel like you're living in the doggone reality. Yeah, I can. I honest to God, at times, am sitting there playing those games, and I feel like I'm out in the forest. I can hear the. Or the wind and it, yeah. I feel it going against me. Games and, become an experience. Oh yeah, and I hear the bullet go by my head, and I, I swear to you guys, I'm ducking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm ducking. And there's times, this may sound silly, but there's times, you know, I miss my grandpa. You know, there's they're, they're no longer with us; they're in heaven. And there's times that I hear the music and all that, and it, it makes me feel like I'm closer to them because it's from the '40s and all that, you know. And it makes me feel like I'm, I'm maybe spending a little time with them. Yeah. So that's what I love about th- these games nowadays. They they make you feel like even if it's just for a moment, you get to live a little bit in an, in another uh, a fantasy, a fun. Yeah. As long as you you're get not, to go on an adventure, as long as you know it's just chair. for fun, I don't mind that. You know, yeah. but I would love to for them to do that with Tron and other things. Yeah. Well, how would you like to be a pirate? I like it. Like well, that. <laughs> Ubisoft, or it's either Ubi or Ubi. I'm not sure. Ubisoft, probably though. But what's weird about this game? It's in the Indian Ocean, hmm. and uh, I thought I had a link uh, to. There was a game trailer, a couple different ones. One was like an eight minute long. They're describing the gameplay. Another one that's just kind of showing a, an example character. But it seems like you get to create your character. But you're a pirate on the Indian Ocean. And I think there's a main story you can play, perhaps. I don't know. But it looks like you get to play online. And it's more of a realistic style pirate game compared to um, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. 
which I've tried to so enjoy, like, but Sea of Thieves has been kind of frustrating. Or anything like that. It's like the. It's more trying to be realistic. Is you have to manage your crew and keep them from mutinying by making sure they're all oh. well fed and and they're you know taken care of. And you have to buy your ship. You have to take care of your ship and all this stuff. Uh, so, I mean, it's a, kind of an in-depth pirate, pirate game. That's but neat. it's called Skull and Bones. Um, I I can't remember if it's coming out this year or next. <laughs> I, I didn't pull up uh, any of my YouTube links to where they have some trailers for it. But here's something uh, that, uh, you know, we normally don't cover R-rated type of things. But uh, uh, this it's got enough retro on there that I, I had to bring it up. But Robocop Rogue City. Yay. In local news, a new crime wave that is sweeping Detroit has already claimed the lives of 21 police officers. Disturbance? I'm a big fan. Now move! is this? Where is all the money? We all saw it hesitate in a life and death situation. Why? Listen, I would trust this guy with my kids. I mean, if I had any. This was just an isolated glitch. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. June 2023. We got a long time. We got a year out from this. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> First person perspective RoboCop game that we can actually see the targeting. But oh my goodness, does this look violent? It's, it's like, but it's going to be like we can live as RoboCop. Yes. We, part I, man, part machine, all cop. I mean, it wasn't into two and three. I can even finish them, but I, I may watch them again sometime. But but man, RoboCop when when I was a kid, it's kind of gruesome though. It is gruesome, but I liked. The, the story of it. I yeah. Mean, it, made me it was cry. a good story. Made yeah. me cry on a couple occasions. Made me cry. I, I remember I kept saying, oh, man, Tutus, Tutus is a family word. But it just more or less means, oh, poor thing, usually. Uh, but I remember feeling so bad whenever he was hurt, when they shot him in the knees and all these horrible things. No, and, when they shoot and, him up. And, oh, it's, oh, and that's a horrific thing to watch. Oh, it's, it's tremendously hard to watch. But then when he goes back into his old family home that's for that's, sale oh. and, his, and his memories are coming back. It's just so hard. It's it's, it's yeah. harsh, and and the company. When I was first watching it as a young man, of course I was only like eleven when I saw it. Yeah. But I remember thinking, well, at least they cared enough to take care of him. But then it, it's, I'm watching it and I get older and I realize they didn't give a credit about yeah. it. It was all about. It was about the company. It was yeah, about profits. It was OCP all about money. man. It's, it's like all a, about money. If you know? what happens if the cops become a corporate entity? You That's know? basically it. They own you. Yeah. You become. Uh, you become basically a, a product. Yeah, I mean, basically they were probably complaining about corporate corporate America. That was about a big thing and in the eighties. It was before, back, you know. And the thing about this, this is an early thing for for when it came out yeah. in nineteen eighty seven. That was a big deal. Yeah, that was a really big deal. And they did a good job. And I was and it became a series of movies. And it, it even became a cartoon, which is the coolest yeah. thing. And I remember I had the toy, 
because I loved the toy. It was, I got it when we went out to to see a, I believe it was Bill and Ted. We went out to see Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and I went over and bought the toy. And it was really cool because you take the helmet off, the little visor thing, mm-hmm. and and then you could put. It came with snaps. Remember those little? Remember this little? You would put it in, and it'd have a little roll, a little. Oh, uh, like a cap gun. Cap gun. Yeah. And you put it in there, and you pow, pow, yeah. pow, pow. pow. Little toys so used to be able cool. to do that. Yep. It was so cool, and I'd always say, "Watch it," you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved the uh, the arcade game, the yes. Nintendo game. But the Nintendo game was tough, but I managed to beat it. Now nothing will beat whenever Sting had a tag team with him. <laughs> oh, we don't even want to go there. Oh. WCW oh. wrestling. Oh, painful. Okay. painful. Well, listen, I love Death the Rhodes. And Death the Rhodes with the manager who had that all signed up at the time. Uh, but seriously. Wrestling uh, just completely throwing out kayfabe and saying, no, RoboCop is going to be in a wrestling match. But oh, it, it, no. That was for RoboCop 2. Yeah. Not a great film. But but that first one, though. That first one yeah. was outstanding. But oh, my goodness. is it? It's gruesome in yeah, a lot of ways. It's, it's extremely violent, so I do not necessarily recommend it. I did res- recently see a neat picture that had Peter. What was his name? Peter Wellers. Peter Wellers and the actress who played his partner in the first oh, movie together. Lewis, yeah, she's oh, still she's still beautiful, hmm. absolutely beautiful. But I thought how cool it was though. It's nice. together. Yeah. Something else that I saw, and I, I don't remember. What, I think that's all just going to be music and the sound that you're going to hear for what I was on YouTube. But uh, Gangs of Sherwood, which sounds like an interesting concept. Is this Robin Hood? This is an announcement teaser trailer here. <laughs> The sheriff appreciates your contribution. Yeah, see, it's mainly music here, but it's showing a lot of action. Um, let me find the description. Is this Robin Hood? I love Robin Hood. Uh, Play as Robin, Marion, Friar Tuck, or Little John, four heroes with unique, fully customizable gameplay styles, and sat out in search of riches to plunder so you can give them to the poor. I want From Sherwood to the Forest to the Sheriff's Flying <laughs> Castle, the way forward is blocked by hordes of enemies. <laughs> so, yeah, this could be a lot of fun. I mean, it's, an, it's, it's kind of a different take on stuff. Well, but, you know that I'm a know. big fan of Robin Hood. Yeah. This might be a lot different than what you expect. Maybe, but, but still, just the thought of getting to go against Sarah for Nottingham and all It could them, be a lot of fun. It could be. It could be I don't like usually when they change things up too yeah. too much, but I don't think they're going to do it too, too awful much. They might. We'll see. But, we'll but, see. But that sounds fun. So I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on it because that was just the announcement that it's going to happen. But here's something we got to hear a little bit more about Lord of the Rings Gollum. So does that get started? Now, granted, Sam calls us Gollum. What is it, precious? The precious, of course. The precious. We want it. We want it. This is trying to fill in some extra gaps that Tolkien never wrote for Gollum, though, so it's going to be an original story. You must stay in the shadows. Well, this trailer is a gameplay trailer, so you got it, because they already announced it a while back. I remember that. I mean, this is, uh, it's a little bit more bookish. I mean, the sure. 
the look they've been doing with Lord of the Rings games has been basing the look and style off of the film series. Sure. But they've been coming up with a lot of original stories in that world. Uh, and I've got one of my never finished The Shadow of Mordor. Uh, Pretty which kind of, it was what interesting. What if he it, watches us, the Dark Lord? What if he sees? But uh, the Shadow of Mordor, it was, it played almost similar to the Batman Arkham games oh, and, yeah. in style. And uh, I, it was kind of, it threw me off. It was a little weird. I need to uh, try again. I've restarted playing that series, uh, that game at least three different times. I should come back to it sometime. It was, it wasn't bad. Uh, they made a sequel. Um, but basically you're playing as one of the humans that becomes one of the ring wraiths. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Uh, so they got really inventive there and came up with stories that uh, aren't in there. So they're you know not the, quite the same. Every time I hear that of the ring rates, I can't help but think about uh, that movie. And this is kind of a a salute to James Caan, actually, but uh, who just passed away. Oh yeah, I guess we should mention that too. Yeah. But remember on the movie, uh, uh, Buddy. Uh, I mean, excuse me, the Elf. Where uh, I didn't like that movie. But I know you remember how they had that Lord of the Rings moment where they had those those guys? No, so, I don't remember it at all. Because I only watched it once, and I really didn't like. They it. had that moments like Lord of the Rings, where those guys, the writers, those people go right okay. through. and and they're they're in the the park, uh, uh the, that whatever that park in New York is called, Central remember. Park. Central Park. They come running, just like on, it's just like the scenes from the Lord of the Rings. They're coming there, looking and and searching, and that part reminds me so much of Lord of the Rings. What it's supposed to be doing? Yeah, I guess so. But that, uh, but yeah, either. I, or to our dear, the wonderful James Caan did a lot of great movies. So yeah. this is a salute to him. <laughs> salute. Uh, but here's another one that I've, I've not heard of the original games of this. It was called Sword and Fairy. And it was a series of games that's been running uh, for, I guess, a very long time. Uh, like 27 years ago is when it started. So uh, you, let me just read right from the website here from EastAsiaSoft.com. Enter a realm that blends ancient mythology with traditional Chinese aesthetics in Sword and Fairy Together Forever, mm. the latest mainline entry in the nearly 27-year-old RPG franchise, weaving its tail between the three clans of human, deity, and demon. Sword and Fairy Together Forever puts you in command of a memorable part of, party of characters, each with unique personalities, motives, skills, strengths, and weaknesses. Only together can they shape the future. Now, this Got my attention because uh, you know with all the PlayStation things in there, I believe the the trailer here is mainly going to be music. But you were talking about the look and style of that Valkyrie game. I mean, this is yeah. very similar. This is I, I haven't heard of these before, but it's very neat in style and the gameplay looks very unique. So I'm actually pretty interested in the, this. You know, I, it's one I think I'm going to check out. Now I've got some stuff I want to say for it because I definitely need to make sure I have enough money to get the next in the Final Fantasy VII series, which I forgot is it Rebirth or whatever it's the next one. Uh, but yeah, so this it kind of got my attention when I got a look at it because the style of it was really, really, really neat. Um, if it was more than music, I would show it to you here. But <laughs> I was just going to tell you that it exists. But you know what it's actually time for us to do? What's that? Go to the trailer park. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Oh. Oh. Get him, Mama. Oh. Get that gator. Ah. Ah. The Neverland Trailer Park. Alrighty, now I didn't label these, <laughs> so I don't know which trailer we're about to listen to. Oh, yeah, this this kind of surprised me. I mean, I knew it was coming. Ah, yes.
I'm probably going to get a copyright strike from YouTube when we put this up. When there's some Hang on. There's actually some dialogue. Well, now what? So, when I first heard about this written and directed by Rob Zombie that he was going to do the monsters, I was a little nervous because Rob Zombie, he likes to do monster stuff, but not, he likes to do some seriously messed up monster stuff. But I mean, he, he full loves tilt. the monsters. I mean, and I was worried, is this going to be a tribute style or is this going to be a horrible, horrific monsters? Looking at this. Surprise, yeah. surprise, it's a love letter to the old monsters. Now, I wish, though, instead of putting it in color, that they kept it black and white. Yeah, but there's been so much of both that yeah. I imagine... I, I love it in black and white, though. It feels like an old classic monster movie that way. I imagine, though, uh, because it's been in color for so long, different ones. Mm. Even their, some of their movies were yeah. later. They kind of almost have to. The, his car uh, oh, yeah. is from... The, one of the movies that was in color. Yeah, the Dragula. The Dragula yeah. came from when they went, the, the, really the only good of the two, because, not that it was great, but um, it was fun. And they went they went dra doing, dra you know, racing, mm. and that's where they got the Dragula from. Yeah. It wasn't really from the show. It's from that movie. And um, and that was fun. I, I, we, I actually seen that in the theater. When, when they used to have those, uh, what they called, PTA movies. Oh, yeah, when the, the school, mm -hmm. you know, you'd get tickets to go for your summer movie yeah, programs. Yeah, that's before you had a whole lot of It's like going movies. to summer camp for watching movies. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you didn't have a whole lot of kid movies back then. You right. had some. And, uh, but but it was fun. We went and saw that Tartar Brown Goes to Camp thing. Yeah. Run for your life. Race for your life. Race for your life. And they did have Snoopy Goes Home. Snoopy, Snoopy yeah, Snoopy. Snoopy. Yep. Snoop. And we you know, and, and we go see Laurel and Hardy movies. Yeah. And, and, you know, kids really don't realize what they're missing. Uh, now they still I know do that, some that, summer movie programs Yeah, some but it's theaters. just different. Yeah. But uh, you know, I don't know if you get a thing in school where they have the list of, here's here's the week oh, where you're going to have movies so to go watch. Oh, so much fun, too. Yeah. And we would go, and my grandma get rid of you for a little bit. My grandma would take us and my grandma and we'd have a good good time and um and i remember seeing the dracula one i really enjoyed it it was because i love the monsters we and that was so, so great i remember going to see dracula and coming home and the monsters were on tv yeah and we were so excited because we loved the monsters yeah. and i we would uh i remember we would all love it and then later on i got to see that they actually had words to the the theme and it, when you're walking uh, home at night, da 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 da, and it was great. And I was like, "Wow!" Well, I'm more used to whatever happened to Eddie, yeah. <laughs> which Butch Patrick actually recorded, and I, I did get to meet Butch Patrick uh, like second second or third season. I got to talk to him to just a little bit, Butch Patrick there, who was Eddie Mustard. Hey, do you remember they had a horrible? Sequel spinoff show, or what you want to call it, it was horrible in the eighties. And uh, oh. where are the monsters today? And it was bad. It was yeah. Really they bad. even tried to do one called it was like a Mockingbird Lane. They tried to do something yes. here somewhat recently, but this actually, I mean, we've only got to see a little bit of it, and it's supposed to come out. It's a movie here, twenty twenty two. I don't know if it's going to be streaming only. I think that's what I heard initially, but it looks like Rob Zombie did this. It's yes. like a love letter to the monsters. So I'm looking. I'm forward actually to it. looking forward. I bet it'll now, be out here by a Halloween. Now is Rob. Is he playing Grandpa? Because who's playing him has a mustache and he looks. Yeah, had familiar. like big mutton chops there. Yeah, he now, looks familiar. I, I don't think that's Rob Zombie. I'm not Probably sure who not. these actors are, but he looks very familiar to me, and I'm not sure who it is. Well, one of them, I think, Cassandra Peterson, isn't that Elvira? I know. I bet and she, I think she because her playing not Morticia, but um, no Morticia's from the Adam yeah. family. Um, um you know, Lily. 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 Yeah. yeah, her playing Lily was kind of perfect. Oh yeah. So, but. but 
I don't know who's playing Herman, but he looks great. Yeah, and he even had the behavior right when he came through the door. <laughs> of course, it's hard to replace the original actor. He had just such but, a You know who would have been really good at it, though? And mm. Not not to say anything on this guy. I don't know. But Robert Patrick. I mean, Robert Patrick. Robert, um, not Robert. The guy, Brad, the guy who played Robert from uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, oh, Brad, Brad, <laughs> yeah, Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. He, it was Eddie Munster. He, uh, not, Eddie. not Eddie Munster. Her, that, wow, that, Herman that, Munster. Now that would I was be thinking funny. of Butch Patrick, you know. So that would be but, yeah, funny. Him and his Herman would have been so yeah. funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Now I want that to happen, but I guess it didn't. Oh well, uh, that would have been funny. <laughs> but yeah, for something that I was not excited about, I got to look at that and I said, "Oh, thank you, Rob Zombie." Yeah, Rob Zombie's great. Yeah. Now here's something that. Well, I'll save my opinion for when I see more. I mean, I, I, I heard it was coming. Hey, happy birthday. Thanks. So what do you guys do tonight? Birthday ritual, scary movie marathon, same as every year. You know, legend has it. It's on the 16th birthday that a witch gets her powers. Another year begins anew. Hey, Chichikakuta, Malika. Maiden, mother, and crone, too. We call on thee with one request. Help our intentions manifest. Sisters, yeah. I bet you're looking for the stage. Always. So coming to Disney Plus, can't say that I'm excited yet. I love Hocus Pocus. Yeah, it's fun. But how you come, you know, because a, a sequel seems very unnecessary except for the money grab. They've been talking about it for years. Yeah, though. they've been talking about, but it's a, it's a money grab because really they were completely obliterated. There's a. Uh it's become a very popular thing for years. Yeah, and it's, oh yeah, they, they realize that they, uh, Disney has only recently realized that people really loved that movie. It, they didn't go to see it in it theaters. Was, it was corny. But went on video and everywhere else. I we did, all though. watched it. I went and saw it in yeah. the theater in in ninety three. You were one of the few. <laughs> yeah, in ninety three. And well, it was weird because it came out in the middle of the summer. I went. I told yeah, I put my mom to see it. We went and saw Jurassic Park that week, and and we went and saw Hocus Pocus, and um, it was a uh, week of her birthday. It was in August, and um, it was a lot of fun, and um. But it was corny, and I w I'm glad that they're doing it. I, I just don't know why it took them so long. I mean, you think yeah. it's been over 25 years. But you need to, I, I, the, really, the Sanderson sitters is what made it good. Yes. But you've got, this, they're, they're, uh, you have to have a really good reason for them to have come back, and you also need to probably do something the fact that they've all aged, it's been 30 years. Yeah. They, and yeah. they look at it, and it's like, okay, if you're supposed to have been dead all this time, you shouldn't have aged. But, th but see, but, this time the death should have been permanent. But I'll say this. So you have to have something good. And I don't I don't know that I like... They do look good. They look good. They don't look like they aged much. Even Oh, you were, you're back there, though. You're not no, up I've here No, I've seen it. I've seen it close. Okay. But I'll say but this. Yeah, they, you can see some age. But they've Sarah done. Jessica Parker has aged a lot since then. To me, though, of course, I like Sarah Jessica Parker as far as an actress goes. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say, uh, I think she looks good. And I think they've done the best they could do. Yeah. Um, but... I'm looking forward to seeing what reason they have. Yeah, I want to. I want to see another trailer before I make a decision if I'm going to spend my oh, time. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch it. So, but. 
but what I what I'm bothered about is like it was definitely established in the original that you know they uh, were the typical which is that they were like oh yeah, then Satan is their boss that kind of thing yeah you but now we're doing uh, like a completely different style of which where oh we've hit 16 and we're Sabrina the teenage witch yeah you know how that goes. Uh, and so we've gone into a completely different style of what a witch is supposed to in be. In fact, that was around and, the time of Sabrina and all that jazz. Or, you know, just like a little before. Yeah, with the by, television by show year, and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that, and that's a completely different setup. So I'm like, I don't know how well you're going to mix that. Because it seems like they don't want to make the Sandersons the villains this time. Like, they're going to be like, oh, we're going to help these teenagers become witches. Mm. But I'm like, that doesn't fit with who the Sanderson sisters are. Oh, they were, they were evil. They were evil through and through. Uh, so I'm they were not, trying to kill the fa- the whole town. Yeah, they wanted to eat the children. So I want to see how they're going to make this work, and and they got to convince me that it's not a cash grab before I go after it. Because Disney is good at disappointing it's, me it, anymore. It's probably both. <laughs> I, I'm saying it's a cash grab, and uh, I, I I also expect a heavy amount of agenda, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. Well, we know one of them in particular. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to leave it right there. I am not convinced that I need to watch this. I'm not convinced that we needed a Hocus Pocus 2. But uh, they already have a Hocus Pocus 2 book that has been out. I saw yeah. it in a Walmart, and I was like, hmm, yeah. am I curious? I was like, no, this this didn't need a sequel. So moving on to our third trailer in the trailer park. This, I had not heard anything about it, but oh my gosh, if I just didn't get a little bit excited watching this. It's called See How They Run. The victim's name is Leo Kopernik, sir. Seems he was killed in the costume store. And then he was deposited here. Staged, so to speak. Sorry, sir. How much longer do you intend to hold us all hostage? Or is that the idea? Gather all the suspects and interrogate each of us in turn until the mystery is solved? Marvin Cochranaris, overweighted playwright. Celebrated playwright? Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. I can't read my own handwriting. There was an incident. <laughs> I'll kill you. <gasps> it's as good as a confession. It's not jumps to conclusions, constable. What do we have here? <laughs> Working late, huh? He killed Kopernik to hush up the affair. Case closed. I'm doing it again, aren't you, sir? Jumping to conclusions. Yeah. Okay. You've never heard of Richard Attenborough. A real-life detective. I understand that you came to blows tonight in question. It was me, Inspector. I arrest you for the murder of Leo no, Kopernik. No, no. <laughs> yeah, a serial killer on the loose. Please stand back. He keeps the key. Under the mat. <laughs> we are no longer merely suspects. We are also potential victims. <laughs> so what did he do that made you suspicious? It wasn't so much what he did, it was more the way he did it. How did he do it? Sort of. Come in September. That looks fun. See how they run. Which I even love the cast that they're showing you. Yeah, Let me uh, pull down the list here so I get the whole and listing. It's, it's, it's like the old style, not just because of the time. It reminds me of Clue. It reminds me of Clue. It reminds, mm-hmm. me, reminds me of um, a Murder, She Wrote and, uh, it, it, you know, some of the old Murder, She Wrote. It reminds me of, um, oh, what was it? Uh, what was that movie uh, with Alec 
uh, Guinness and uh, all the people in it. Uh, uh, the one that had uh, Peter Weller. Peter, no, or, uh, Peter, no, yeah. Peter Sellers. Yeah. Peter Sellers. As. Uh, yeah, I yeah. forgot what. It is. Oh, I forgot the uh, name of it. Murder, Murder by Death. Th- by Death. Yeah, it has. Which all, I haven't seen all of that. Oh, that's movie. great, and it reminds so. me of some of the Private Eyes and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's great yeah. stuff. But here's this is from Searchlight Pictures. Here's their description: In the West End of the 1950s London, plans for a movie version of a smash hit play come to an abrupt halt after a pivotal member of the crew is murdered. When world-weary Inspector Stoppard, played by Sam Rockwell, love him, mm, yes. and eager rookie constable stalker Sarice Ronan, which I know I've seen her in something before, yes. uh, take on the case, the two find themselves thrown into puzzling whodunit within the glamorously sordid theater underground, investigating the mysterious homicide at their own peril. And just the, the, the constable, by, played by... Um, Sorry, I don't know if I'm saying her name right at all. Ronan, uh, her constantly any little thing, she's like, "Oh yeah, they did it. Uh, I place you under arrest." I'm like you're jumping to conclusions, constable. You know, that just cracks but me she up. She seems cute in that sense that she just yes. she's so she's uh, so eager. eager to solve yeah. the case. Yeah, I like that. So this is coming to September, and uh, it's something I I, hadn't, I knew nothing of this, but no, I, I like it just it. I want to go see it. It just looks like fun. But speaking of movies, <sighs> want to see a movie? Yeah, any good? It was bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good bad thing. My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. I like it a lot. The best movie ever made. A fandom nexus movie review. You ain't nothing but a film critic watching all the movies. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. So our we've got two movies to talk about. The first one, and we're gonna come back to this topic later to talk about some history of this character, Elvis. Finally, I got a chance to get out and see this with my wife. And what was funny is there were some technical problems, so they gave us some free passes, which we use later to go see Thor Love and Thunder just the other day. But we got out to see Baz Luhrmann's take on Elvis. And oh, my goodness, uh, Austin Butler, I believe the actor's name? Yes, Austin Butler. He just became Elvis. He did a great job. You it know? was amazing. When I first saw him, by that I mean a picture of him uh, going to be playing Elvis, I says, huh, he doesn't look... Exactly like him because there's eyes and everything. Yeah, but well, you're never going to look. No, exactly. no, you can't look exactly. But I thought, huh, he doesn't look quite right. But I thought, huh, but he might do well. Then I saw a preview, and I said, you know, he might do okay. Then I saw the film, and I said, man, it's funny how all the all the thoughts of thought him not looking like him and all that that he, all stopped. He because, became Elvis. Yeah, he he really did he, the way he even just the way he would pause. He did. He was the best part of the film, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and which is good. Well, other than, I, you know, Tom Hanks, I think, was, of course, Tom Hanks is always going to be good. Yeah, he did a good job. You know, uh, plus the Colonel, he's not like Elvis in the sense that we we know about him and we've heard him yeah. on videos, but he's not like Elvis. He's not simple to do. Yeah, and I've only seen a few people do him. They did him well. Randy Quaid was was one who did a good job mm, as him. That'd be interesting. And I have that if you want to watch it. Yeah. But um, it was good. But the truth is, it's um, he's not one of those easy people to do it's not like yeah. everyone knows him you don't hear right. him all the time we don't have a million videos of the colonel right um it's just you just don't yeah you know because yeah it was this thing plus uh, as far as i know the colonel was trying to hide out because who knows oh yeah I, didn't, I knew i mean i knew there was some bad stuff but i didn't yeah. realize how shady he was well, until some of the stuff that they showed in this movie here, here's the truth um they didn't talk about the colonel much back in the day whenever the first films and stuff about Elvis was coming out because as you, you as you do find out and I'm glad that that uh, what's the name of this director again Baz Luhrmann Baz Luhrmann yeah I'm not a huge fan of Baz Luhrmann's movies but most of them um but uh I, I don't dis 
like him, um, and I don't hate all his films either. It's like I like a lot of things about them, and I just don't like everything about them. They're just a little bit big for me. They're a little too carnival for me. But um, that being said, so in that way, he has a lot in common with the colonel. <laughs> but uh, that being said, because colonel was known as a carny. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean by that. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean he's, he's dirty. Or and a bit like of a that. con man. Yeah. That, yeah. That, I, so I don't mean Baz is a snowman. I don't mean Baz is a snowman. I don't mean yeah. that at all. But anyway, what I was going to say was that uh, uh, the colonel was still alive uh, for quite a while. After yeah. He Elvis. died in, uh, I think, I want to say it was like the early 90s. Er, yeah. So they couldn't just come out with anything and everything right. about the colonel. So the first t- movie that I saw is straight on. I don't know if you want to say attack or let's just say they admitted everything because they actually had to take them to court and get everything. Yeah, which them. they mentioned in the, the but end I'm of glad the film. they did. Yeah, uh, but but the first one that I saw where it really just straight out and said was the movie called well it's also called Elvis and it came out in 2005 and that's the one it was technically a miniseries. Yeah, which is kind of funny because I let my brother David borrow it after I bought it and uh, it, was, it was made for TV but uh, he borrowed it and he watched the first part and said but man it ended so soon I said well you watched the second part right and he goes. What? There's a second part? Yeah. <laughs> so he had to reborrow it. Anyhow, but Randy Quaid played it really well, and they finally mentioned how the colonel was basically scum. Yeah. And and he was. Now, granted, I will say, without the colonel, Elvis wouldn't have become what he became. But, I don't know. Well, I mean, the colonel definitely had a, some help moving, but I don't know, his talent like that, what I think I, what he I mean made is, it. But he, he needed somebody to kind of set yes, up Yes, we would never would have had Elvis like we had him yeah. at the same time. Even though he helped build him, he also helped keep him down. Yeah. It's like we never would have had the Elvis that we got, but we also would have gotten more if it hadn't been for Colonel. Yeah. So it was like, he was almost like... He was a marketing genius in his own way. I mean, even marketing of buttons that said, I hate Elvis. So even even the people who didn't like him would buy merchandise. Like the first time that they showed that on a movie, at least. Yeah. So there's a lot of brilliant things about the film. And then there's a few things I think they could have, should have done different about the movie. I personally... To me, this movie is a B plus. For me personally, and I'm not saying anyone else needs to think what I think, but I Which love is a given. I mean, that's the way this is an oh, opinion yeah, thing. Oh so. yeah, opinion thing. Yeah, but the reason why is because what we were talking about earlier. I like it when you take someone back in time and you get to live in that time. Frame. Yeah. Now, granted, it's an opinion thing when they're making a movie, but I like when you take them back in time and you don't try to put any kind of an agenda or any kind of a this is how it ought to be. Blah blah blah. But Baz is known for this. This is what he does. He modernizes. He modernizes things. And sometimes that works like that. His version of Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and stuff, he modernized the entire story and made it more relatable. You understood the the story of Romeo and Juliet a lot better. I really liked that. Now, I personally, that's not my favorite version, but it's not that I don't like it. I just don't like the- It's enjoyable, though. I don't like the gangster stuff and and all that. But yet it fit, because that's really, when you talk about those two families, that's kind of what's going on. They were like mob bosses. I I personally like going to the- uh, old days when I'm in Romeo and Juliet. But that being said, at least the kids, uh, I say kids, at least modern people could understand yeah. it finally because it's something that they could relate to and they, yeah. they was like, oh, that's what they're talking yeah. about. So it works sometimes, but yeah, this one, I th- which we're getting at is like there with occasional bits of rap music and modern yes. music popping up was a little weird. Well, there was no need for it. Yeah. But then the other thing was... But I guess he did it in Great Gatsby as well, but I never saw that Yeah, one. I did uh, just about a, a week or two ago. Well, after I saw Elvis, I was like, someone said he did it with Great Gatsby, and I said, you know what, though? I did start watching Great Gatsby before, but I fell asleep. And it wasn't because it was bad, but sometimes I do this, I'm like, you know how to watch this. And the problem is, is my sleeping patterns are always way messed up. <laughs> it's it, a mess, but yeah. It comes with my uh, seizure medicines and all. So... Um, I finally just said, oh, I'll watch it again. This time I'll make myself stay awake, and I did. And uh, great acting 
in that movie too. But he did kind of suddenly go modern in the middle of it. And I, I, I personally don't like that because when I go into the 1920s, 30s, 40s, whatever, I want to be in that time. Yeah. I want to live in that time. And suddenly... I want to feel like I'm part of watching yeah, that world play because out. Because to me, when I'm in it, I'm in it. And when you, you have me in the, in this case, in Elvis, when I'm in the 1950s and then the 60s, I want to be in that. And you had me there. And then you suddenly push me out. And you got you got me listening to Eminem of all things. I wouldn't listen to him with the bullets in my head. But uh, th- I didn't know it was Eminem. Yeah, in there, I'm not a mm, fan of him whatsoever. Yeah. Really, any of the people the modern days that they played in the movie. But hey, I'm also old school. Yeah. <laughs> but so I'm like an old man. But uh, that being said, that's not an attack on those people. It's just not my style. But uh, the the film was really well done. I would give it an A if they had stuck to some certain things were un, not historically correct. Yeah. But but only well, a few they're things. never going to be perfectly correct in a biopic. I simply mean that what they did was they they changed a few things or yeah. they focused on things to make it a little more modern. Yeah, but and they got a few things out of sequence. Yeah, that's what really. I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. But at the same time, but it's because you're basically you're trying to just tell a story more than you are. Do- it's not a documentary. No, it's not. It's it's a biopic, and I you know Baz Luhrmann's carnival style. That yes, he, yes, it's bright, it's colorful, it's fast moving. To me, really worked well for being Elvis because you're thinking about the sequins and the and the and the glitz especially and everything. It was it Elvis, a, especially with it, it being fit. around the colonel. That really fit because yeah. the colonel being a a carnival guy already. Yeah, it really it fit. brought it out a lot. Yes. Of, of, now the one thing like my wife did complain about is like we didn't need the excessive amount of crotch shots. Yes. Granted, I got why they did it because yeah, they they're did. trying to. And in our age, him wiggling is not shocking. No, but going like, "Hey, look, here's his crotch," would make you say, "Like this is what it was like for people when they'd see that wiggle." One thing that he did, so do. it brought it brought it around. So you're 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 getting the understanding the mentality of people in the day well, visually. One he's, thing he, he did do that it. I really actually appreciated that he did with that cross shot situation there. I appreciated that he showed that Elvis did do that on purpose as well because. Um, he 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 was getting me some attention that's, with it. That's what he was supposed to. Yeah, be. yeah that's what he was. He's trying to sell. Because the thing is, is I love Elvis very much, very very much, and I watch a lot of his documentaries. All and one thing Elvis says, like I didn't mean to. I didn't even know. I was just hey, I'm just a country boy. No, but you can see it on his his uh, documentaries, all stuff is. Yeah, he he does just he did just dance and jiggle. That wasn't something yeah. he did. But once he started getting popular. He did do it to get attention, and you can even see the smirk on his face yeah. and, the, and the laugh, and he knew he was doing it. That little bit of rebellious nature, because he, yeah. was, he was a teenager when he and, was starting to get popular And still, I hate so. to say, well, it's just true. Sometimes when you're darn if you do, darn if you don't, you, you're <laughs> like, well, if I'm going to be darn, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And also, he was trying to sell. Yeah. The he, colonel he told knew him how to. to. Sell him, yeah. The colonel told him to, too. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But, the, but Which, that was one of the things that was kind of interesting in the movie, that they have, like, the colonel was trying to, you know... Tailor him down a little bit and make him more and at the, the clean cut time, image. I'm like, I don't know that he really was going to be that way. No, and it's just, but we'll it, look into that. I mean, I got a biography stuff. What we'll, we'll was more detail stuff, stuff? Great stuff. But the other th- weird. But thing, overall, good movie. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. It was really um, good. But it, we need to move into our next movie. You've basically the, the thing you know, about went on for a long the, time. The, here. the thing about uh, the Elvis movie is, like I said, I give it a B plus. It would have been A if he just would have toned down from some of the uh, racial agenda stuff that wasn't necessarily true. But that did fit with uh, with it, a lot of Elvis's it, background. It so some. putting just, it in, it's just that they didn't need it did, to. You know, they kind of went overboard on it. And also, I didn't think so. I thought it fit. But they made up stuff that wasn't really well, there. Yeah, and making stuff up is and, one thing. But and there's a few other things they did. But I would have I would have given it an A had they just. I want to go see it again. Yeah. But if they had just done a few things differently. Um, and I wish they had focused a little more on, his, but the problem was was 
they focused so much on the colonel and other things that they didn't get a chance to focus on other things. But luckily, but yeah, that's have, the story was about his relationship with the colonel. But luckily, really. you, you have more films, you have more documentaries, and yeah. I suggest there's if, all kinds of stuff you can go you, look at if, if you really want to. Ever get a chance to watch the documentary? Uh, I mean, not documentary, documentaries too. But if you ever get a chance to watch the miniseries from 2005 called Elvis, and it has uh, Randy Quaid as the colonel, watch that. Because that's also a very good film, and they did a really good job. So I already knew a lot of these things, yeah. but but they're really good films. And if you ever get to watch the first movie that was made about him that came out... With Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. John Carpenter. And John Carpenter. That's how they met, and that's yeah. how they started doing their basically wonderful series. And stuff. Great, great film. It was made for TV, but that was the first film after his death that came out about him. Wonderful. Wonderful stuff, but get a chance to watch these things. They're great, great films. But uh, yeah, I overall, I I didn't have any complaints on that. I didn't feel any agendas because it seemed every, when they were when they were going through because uh, you know Elvis growing up and he did he he was oh, going yeah. into those re- re- well, he lived with them he with his black style music and yes I mean heck if you watch that this is Elvis documentary yeah. they have footage where people you know that were you know that end music and stuff like that yeah, he was terrible. getting that and you've He's got terrible. you've got. You're you're basically looking at his timeline of the fifties. He's going through a segregation, yeah, uh, and did. the sixties, the revolutionary uh, time of the sixties, and the civil rights movement. Right. That was stuff that was big deal for where Elvis, where he had come from, what he was going through. So it fit perfectly for what you know Elvis's timeline, the what other... was experiencing, what he was going through. My turn. <laughs> it's like give me a minute, uh, but it fit perfectly. So it didn't feel like an agenda. It felt very natural. To move in there now, of course, they did move some things around with like sure. the Kennedys and Bobby you know, when he died and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they did. But it seemed very appropriate and fit to to, to you get a feel for what that time frame was like. And you even had some mention like the Vietnam War yeah. and how that affected things of where you know Elvis's music was and some of the people he associated with and the Colonel calling them a bunch of hippies, yeah, and stuff. Uh, and uh, I, I, it really kind of fit. I feel, I felt like it moved me through those decades without the occasional rap music being thrown in for no good reason. <laughs> but I felt like I did walk through those decades and felt, you know, the experience of what what was going on. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. It is my number two movie of the summer because number one's still Top Gun oh, Maverick. Yeah, can't beat that. Because wow, uh, but this I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and I really, I felt like I did walk through three decades. But I gotta say, I will warn y'all now. The 70s were not a great time for Elvis. No. And it doesn't really end happily. He does no. die before he really gets fully free. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'll just warn you now, but, you might be like my wife and be crying at the end. But he did so. just something, and they didn't have time to put it all in there. Yeah. He did have a girlfriend and women in his life after Priscilla. They didn't get yeah. into any of that. And yeah, they didn't get into his, but like I said, the, the movie wasn't about that. No, but they made uh, it, it was about his if, time with, with Tom Parker because they didn't get into his time with Anne Margaret or anything no, like that. So, But they made it look like he was all by himself, and he wasn't. He, he had women afterwards yeah well he, they showed him with the women uh, no, but they didn't name but, him but, but i mean he but showed him like having but, the affairs and stuff no no, but, not that but i mean is but, they made it look like he's all by himself and he wasn't yeah in fact you remember in the movie when they they had him playing the unchained melody or oh, singing it yeah and i love the, how they moved into the know, real footage do you know that in the night uh the night before he died that he was he, they said this at graceland a couple times i got to go there the night before Probably he died yeah the night before he died he was out there in this room where he has piano and everything. Mm-hmm. Like he was out playing that and singing yeah. that, and then he went to bed and got up and used the restroom and then passed away. And passed away, yeah. But but I thought so when they did the Unchained Melody, it really moved me because that was the last yeah. thing he played, yeah. the last thing he sang. He and loved I love that. I love that they had real footage. Yes, they and should, it, and it moved into the real footage like and it that. Should, yes. Oh, 
Because, yeah. I mean, Elvis, oh. you know, oh. very yeah. great, great stuff. You and know. that's really, for, for most of the songs in that soundtrack, I've got those songs, except for I don't have Elvis singing Unchained Melody. I don't know if he ever recorded I it. I do have one. I would like to get a copy I'll, of that. I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah, brother. Great. Yeah, he did I a also good like, job. Of course, he kind of just went similar in style to the Righteous Brothers. Oh, sure. Because I've actually heard an old recording original, of an old man, yeah. who were, and it's more, it sounds a lot more similar to the score of the movie Ghost. Mm. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's they're oh, not they're not getting know. fancy with it. They're just straight yeah. you know, singing the tune. But great song, yeah, really good stuff. I, and even though they didn't go deep into his gospel, I like that they mentioned it when they yeah. went to the TV. Yeah, thing. I I have somewhere a copy of that whole original sixty eight special. Tremendous. So you can find the whole thing. Oh yeah, because I've only seen like clips. They have an official Elvis Presley um, YouTube channel, and I've seen the clip where he's doing the song uh, "If I Can Dream." Mm, I've seen that, that footage. That was made for that, and that was yeah. brilliant. Oh. Do you know that that he. They never released that on a, a, a on an album, album or anything. It was like a, it was never done again. He recorded the once, but it's so I, it's so I, well you may, done. You may though, have that... you may have a, be able to to get it on the albums, but yeah. he never redid it again. It was just a once. Uh, well, because I've got a recording of it, but yes. it's it's taken from the sixty special. Mean. They just I mean, grabbed the audio he, from he it. He just never did it yeah. again. He just like that yeah. was it. And it's but it was so the, moving. Yeah, it's so good. It's like, why would you do it again? You don't need what? to. It was so, yeah. And you could sense it when he's doing that. Yeah. It's so moving. I get, even now I'm talking about it, I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. He was, he was. He was in the moment. I, big time. The other day, that song, I woke up and I just heard, dun, 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 and in my dream, I started hearing that and I just started crying. I, I know it sounds dumb, but folks, yeah. I love Elvis. I just yeah. love. But we're going to get into it before, you know, I want to move on to the next movie because sure. we've got, I got a whole bunch of Elvis stuff to come later. Oh, good. So good. that's why I was like, Elvis. we've gone on really too for long on this. I'm we sorry. Need to move on. I'm sorry, brother, but I, know, I love the man. You, I love you, the man. You got, <laughs> you got into a, a tangent. I'm going to tell you something, <laughs> But all right. So the next one we saw Thor, Love and Thunder. Yes. And all right. I know, okay, a little, some funny is good, but. There is possible to overdo it. Now, yes. I did enjoy it. I had a oh, good me time. Too, me too. Had a lot of fun. But there were some things that were done strictly for, oh, Ragnarok was kind of funny. We got to make sure we put more jokes in, and we made a buffoon out of Thor. Seemed kind of like a sitcom is what you're saying. Yeah. And there's even some bits that was just just done for a laugh that I'm like, that's actually taken away from what's going on in the story to have one character who's, I guess, pranking Thor, but he's doing something very important while this character is kind of messing with him and should not be doing this. But uh, it, 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 it suffers from the same problem where we're like, oh, we want to make sure that we have strong female characters. We better make the guy look like a buffoon. And they did. There's a lot of buffoonery making Thor look like an idiot uh, in order to prop up the female characters. Like, look, that's not necessary. You don't have to make him look like a buffoon if you just make the female characters pretty cool. And one thing that I, I, I would have to register a complaint is, but I, in a way, they kind of fix it. Like, Jane gets... Mjolnir. I won't. I won't tell you all how, but they did have a very good reason for it. Yeah, I liked it, makes, it. Yeah, it but, made sense after we saw it. But like you know, five minutes later, she's automatically got the same fighting skills and knows yeah. how to use Mjolnir and all this stuff. Like, and because even uh, even Valkyrie says like, yeah, like you know, five minutes later, she's like this. She should have a learning curve of learning how to do any of this stuff. I, I do like this. Just because you have the power of Thor doesn't mean you have the ability of Thor, but you can learn it. Give her some time to learn it. But they they made up for it in a weird way to say, apparently, when you get the power of Thor, you also get the ability because he has a group of kids. I don't yeah. want to say too much, but there's a group of kids that were empowered, and they suddenly came off very saw like, okay, so the excuse is the power comes with some fighting knowledge. Maybe the, uh, the, the magical weapons teach you. But... But I did I like <laughs> I did like that it, it, it showed that she didn't have the know how as as far as uh, wisdom. 
that she it showed, she had her smarts though being smart. No, what, what I so mean least, is, but it, it but the her, wisdom is different. Wi- yeah, wisdom of like in this case, as far as uh, things to say, and <laughs> and I thought that was yo cool. her trying to come with catchphrases yeah, like she needed thought, to be and, impressive. And I, yeah, because because she's used to that was her. funny yeah. and that was cute. Plus, she was cute in the role, and by cute folks, I'm not talking about attractive. She was already attractive. We know that. But she was she had a, a, a cuteness about it. Like she was obviously someone new at it, and she was yeah. trying to say things. And she's like, "If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this was, right." She was generally ha- enjoying. Oh yeah, being Thor. Well, especially if you've been stuck in the role of being behind someone who always helping you know, like now it's my turn. I'm <laughs> now I'm help. now I got powers. Yeah. I can be you know an Avenger. And yeah. plus, you know, it's, it's neat because they this was it was a romantic comedy. Let's face yeah, it. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a, a rom com. I liked it. Though. Yeah, uh, a lot of people complained that they didn't want a rom com, but I love uh, rom- but I love you get comedy. where the relatability where she understands what it's like to be him. Yes, I so like she that. relates to him in a whole new way. And you know what? That's the thing. I'm not trying. And to... thank goodness Darcy's only in there for about five minutes. Yeah, I oh, was worried yeah. when she showed up. I was like, oh, I can't stand Darcy. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. But here's the thing. Um, I love romantic comedies. I'm a nerd, okay, and you know I'm, I'm interesting that way. I love Harry, when Harry met Sally, that kind of stuff. But but the other thing is, um, I liked in Smallville for the even though they would get on my nerves after a while. I enjoyed when they allowed Lana and them to understand what Clark has to go. Oh through. yeah, it made me. And so I kind of enjoy when they they allow them to say, oh. So I've been a jerk to you, and now I understand that you had so much on your plate. Yeah. And I'm sorry for being a creep to you. Because yeah. you're like, oh, wow. Of course, by the end of the episode, they were, oh, they forgot it or whatever it was, yeah. you know. But still, it, it, you can see that he now you have so much on your plate, yeah. and I get it now. But it didn't seem like he took his position seriously. Everything seemed like bluster. It's like, this seem, feels like the Thor that Odin had to correct more mm. than the Thor that has learned and has taken responsibility for things. He was kind of, I think he was somewhat jealous in a, at, at a time because... He wanted his Mjolnir back. <laughs> well, yeah, he <laughs> missed it. He missed yeah. it. Because it, it, it's kind of like, um, I don't know. There's well, times, he probably had Mjolnir for hundreds of years oh, anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to, to look so and see weird. that it's, it's like, with someone oh. else. And, and plus, he thought it was dead. I yeah. Mean, you know, so that, it was kind of like, well, you're alive and I don't even get you. And it does almost beg the question, okay, well, when it was shattered, if it could be reformed, why didn't it reform for him? Well, I can't say why because we're talking about this. I don't want to read it for yeah. anyone. There is a there is a thing of why it reformed for her, but it's like okay, well, it could have come back for him. But it was almost because he asked it in a sense. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, Which I liked, liked that little bit there. I also like that. It, I love how Mjolnir in this sense. They're almost like a pet. I like it. It's it's like they're <laughs> yes. they're, they're, they're like little doggy or something, and it's so yeah. cute. He's almost at one point. At one point in the film. And not just Mjolnir, but what does he call this new one? Stormbringer. Stormbringer, which that's is right. actually from the ultimate yes. version. But I, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. But um, I like how he talks to it and nearly pests the darn thing. Yeah. He's sitting there talking and he, he kind of pats it. But it's interesting. It, it gives more dimension to like 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 the weapons have a magical consciousness. Kind of like that. the cape of uh, and, well, because in a way, it's the with Mjolnir itself. I guess it chooses when someone is worthy. That's it. So it makes it has like it has some sort of mentality. It reminds me of or the, like Doctor Strange's or, cape, or like yeah. the carpet on Aladdin. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, because it, it fits. It, it makes you makes you appreciate these. When I was a kid, it makes too, it a character too. When I was a kid, I used to talk. That's exactly right. When I was a kid, I used to. This is dumb, but I was got to remember I was six or five or six. I used to talk to my crayons. I used to talk to these things and and say, "Thank Don't you." Don't we all? And I would, oh man, I love these things. I um, 
I still have blankets on. I got one on me that my aunt made me. Uh, and I used to snuggle these things and th- and think of it being like a part of what my aunt, I'm talking about as a kid, yeah. and think like it was a part of, of them because they made it, put it together. And so I used to think that this this blanket was something that my aunt made, so it's like having her with me still. Yeah. And and that's the way it, it was and still is in a way. I get it. I got grandma's blanket still. Yeah. It makes you feel like these are a character. Like, yeah. In that it, it has her type of character. And so I know it's silly, but I love that stuff. Yeah. But overall, I mean, and uh, the... Uh, my wife was really does not like screaming goats, <laughs> but they. I was laughing. I thought it was kind of funny having them because they were really annoying everybody. But the they were. I, I feel like the right they only existed sometimes. the perfect time for them in screaming goats is when they go crashing into this asteroid and they scream <laughs> when they hit it. I about fell out of my chair because that was funny as heck because it was appropriate for them to be ah after they yes. hit an asteroid. Uh, also, Russell Crowe was fun. I was about to say Christian Flippin' Bale. Oh, man, he was outstanding. Well, he's such a tremendous actor anyway. Yeah, he is. What you call those, Jeremy, you can can correct me if I'm wrong here. But isn't he the the kind that you you would call a a character character actor? actor. Because he can morph so much into a different thing. Uh, although I did, there was one point he kind of had a little gravel and he'd had a pause that reminded me of when he'd take a breath in the, in the dark night. Yes. There was one moment that was a little talk. Your stance against corruption. There's one moment that he takes a breath in the middle of the lane that I was like very Batmaning. Um, but He's he was so good. He was so good, and you, you can, can relate to him. Yeah, you can understand that character. And and I like to appreciate that they had that the Necroblade corrupted and made him crazy. Yes. Because when he was taken away from it, you felt him come back to the, the character we meet at the beginning. And I don't want to say what happens to him at the beginning, but you get back to relate. It's like, oh, we're back to you, where I felt bad for you, and I felt justified for what you did at first. But then it's like, whoa, you went way over the top after that. So and you know what that first scene reminded me of just a little bit. Dune. <laughs> it, it, it reminded me of that, but it also reminded you remember Star Trek Five when you had Spock's brother? And uh and, was Star Trek Five one of the good ones or one of the bad no, ones? Oh, it's a horror. It's the worst. Is, yeah, isn't that the one that's like the weird guy that thinks he's God or something or well, wants to go find he, God? That was his Spock's brother. Yeah. I only watched that one but once in the theater and never touched it, it again. It reminded me of that because it starts off with a guy in the desert yeah. who's bald and pale looking. And he meets another guy who is Spock's brother, but oh who say, says we're going to find God. But when it, when I but it reminded me of that a lot because uh, basically they get corrupted. Oh and, yeah, and that I'm telling you, it's like they're crazy now. They're and I was like, this is reminding me of Star Trek Five, not because it was bad like Star Trek Five was, and it had some moments of good, but mostly it was ugh. anyhow. Uh, I'm sorry, William Shatner. I love you. And he directed that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I felt bad for him. I watched he the didn't write it, though, so I guess we no, don't blame he, him for he that. helped. He helped put uh, it together. And, oh. But anyway, that yeah. being said. But anyways, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Good. Fun movie. Uh, fun movie. Uh, a little too I, fun. It's, it's got <laughs> a little bit of the problem that I've been noticing with Marvel movies that like one major bit could change a big chunk of the plot. Like, Spider-Man, No Way Home. If he would have if he would have asked Doctor Strange, can we just forget the Mysterio ever existed, then that plot doesn't happen. Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. If at the end of WandaVision, Vision would have said, I've given my consciousness to my new body, come out and find me, then that movie never happens. And in this one, uh, one of the major plot points is we need to go get help to go uh, do this. You've made friends with the Guardians of the Galaxy. You have help at your snap of your fingers. Takes away a major chunk of that out of that movie and as well. Not, not to mention, and a friend of ours mentioned this, and it's true. This, I mean, I'm sure they can do it in other films. Yeah, but it would have been fun to see all the other Thors, the the frog, yeah, Thor, like Beta Ray Bill, Beta Ray Bill, and that, and other things. There's time. 
Yeah, Here's time. I'm not giving. I did love when when I was a, a 12 year old. I, I just started getting into. Now I knew who Thor was, but I didn't know all the new outfits and stuff with Thor at oh, the time. Yeah. He was wearing the uh, crazy mask with with the gold and all that. And he and I had a kid when we had uh, medieval day at school. He dressed up like Thor, like that, wearing nice. the, the gold and all the stuff. Yeah, he did a good job. He put it all together with tin foil and other things. But he did the best he could, and he did pretty good. But anyway, uh, so he come up there dressed like that, and he was showing me things from comic books later on that week. And that was what he was wearing at the time, mm. uh, Thor was. That was 1989. So whenever whenever um, they showed, and that outfit was in the movie. And that was the outfit that was in the movie, this one. Said there was more gold instead of silverish. But still, the point is that um, it was nice that they... Try to bring all the different outfits yeah. to Thor, just like they've done with Yeah, Iron and he Man. had at least three different outfits here. Yeah, just like they do with Iron Man. The one thing that also is weird about that is why did he have to disguise himself to go... Well, I don't want to get into too much, but he had to disguise himself. Why? Yeah. He was... He's the god of thunder. He should have just been a walk in the front True. door. True. But I was going to say, Russell Crowe did a fun job. Yeah. Russell Crowe was... Yeah. It's with the weird Greek accent, but... Yeah, yeah it, but was, it was just fun. But, yeah, it was fun, but that, that, I think the, but the Greek, I want to move on. The Greek you know? was was fun because you know yeah. we all know why, but that was just fun. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to move on. Uh, we were going to talk about some days of the week, but you know we have run an hour and forty six minutes, seven days a week. So <laughs> I'm going to well, you know, instead of just going from biography, I did some research, and even Graceland.com has a biography on Elvis. Fun. Um, so I'm only going to pull from one of the two biographies. I did have two, but uh, in an interest of getting this thing moved on. But they have, you know, and it's, I thought it was appropriate coming from Graceland. Let me just read some of this. Incredible Elvis Presley life story begins when Elvis Aaron Presley was born to Vernon mm-hmm. and Gladys Presley in a two-room house in Tupelo. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Mississippi. Tupelo, yeah. All you from Mississippi are going to say that I'm saying that wrong. But I'm right. I'm making sure I said Mississippi instead of Mississippi. Yeah. Mississippi, because I know how y'all say it. On January the 8th, 1935, his twin brother, Jesse, I guess Garen, was still born, mm-hmm. leaving Elvis to grow up as an only child. He and his parents moved to Memphis, Tennessee in 1948, and Elvis graduated from Humes High School there in 1953. Elvis's musical influences were the pop and country music of the time, the gospel music he heard in church, and at the all-night gospel sings he frequently attended, and the black R&B he absorbed on historic Beale Street as a Memphis teenager. Right. And I love that they they went and spent some time on Beale Street and, uh, and oh, I love Beale him Street. beating like B.B. King and stuff. Yeah. So in 1954, Elvis begins his singing career with a legendary Sun Records label in Memphis. In late 1955, his recording contract was sold to RCA Victor, and by 1956, he was an international sensation with a sound and style that uniquely combined his diverse musical influences and blurred and challenged the social and racial barriers of the time he ushered in a whole new era of American music and popular culture. Here are a few Elvis Presley facts. He starred in 33 successful films, even though he got tired of them. Oh, yeah. uh, made history with his television appearances and specials, which, oh, if you watch the This Is Elvis, they'll even show him with Frank Sinatra. Oh, yeah. That was, great. That was a great one. Yeah. He, it was right after his uh, military. Yeah, but mm-hmm. oh my, him and him and Frank Sinatra. Oh, come on, he, brother. I mean, Sinatra was Woo. so great. Yes. Uh, his often record-breaking live concert performances on tour and in Las Vegas. Globally, he has sold over one billion records, more than any other artist. His American sales have earned him gold, platinum, or multi-platinum awards. Among his many achievements were 14 Grammy nominations, three wins from the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, the Grammy Lifetimes Achievement Award, which he received at age 36, and his being named one of the 10 Outstanding Young Men of the Nation for 1970 by the United States JCs. 
Without any of the special privileges celebrity status might have afforded him, Elvis honorably served his country in the U.S. Army. And I think that's as far as I'm going to go. There's a little bit more just talking about him passing away August 16th, 1977, yeah, at the young age. of, And I call it the young age now, 42, because I'm it over is that. That is, is that is That is really young. Heck, it, I'm 45, so I mean, oof. Here's the thing. Be careful of, of uh, what you get addicted to. and Right. And here's where I feel bad for Elvis. And I feel bad for him in a lot of ways. When you when you get yourself convinced that you need things in order to keep going on, he was yeah. so busy all the time, and people took advantage of him. Yeah, he had Boy, a big, big heart. He had a big, big heart. And the other thing is, and and he also uh, convinced himself that he needed sex all the time and all these other things. Yeah. And it's, he, he, well, that's that rock star lifestyle that mentality, and, man. And here, and, and the drug stuff. Yeah. At the time, he said, "I need this," and he lied to himself and lied to other people. I mean, he wasn't perfect, not near perfect. Yeah. And and the thing that he did, and he cheated on Priscilla before they were together, and yeah. even at, and during and after. And the thing yeah. that, oh, not after, but you know what I mean. The point yeah. is, is that uh, he ruined himself. But he with the, with the drug life, he was on stuff that he shouldn't have been on. And mm-hmm. but the doctors. Could have said no, but they didn't. Yeah. And so he was taking stuff, and, and that's what killed him. Yeah. It's a, such a shame. At such a young age, he, yeah. just, he just ruined himself. And it's that, such a and shame. And that's, that's why I say in the 70s, when you get into the 70s, that movie, it gets really sad. Because, yes. I mean, when you watch the Johnny Cash movie, he turns his life around. Yes. Elvis did not no. get it turned around, no. and, and it eventually and, and, killed and, and, him. So it's really sad watching the 70s. And it's not to say I don't think you believe in the Lord. I, I know he believed in God, and I hope yeah. he was a Christian. I think he was. I, but, you know, the devil even believes in the Lord. Oh, God. exactly. I hope he so, was a Christian. I think he was, but. I, I, I hope so, but we don't know. But we I do know, know one thing. I know for, I do love his gospel music, yeah. but I know one thing for certain, and that is that Elvis uh, was a very talented young man. Oh, heck yeah. And uh, and he changed everything. And, yeah. and one thing I want to make for, for at least, and I know this, different ones have said uh, that Elvis was trying to steal the success of the black uh, community. And all that. that wasn't true. Yeah. He never did say he wrote those music, that songs, those songs and that music. But he took that music and made it popular. Yeah, he and brought it to the masses. That's exactly right. Yeah. And never did try to take credit for it. But yeah. to be truthful. He it, did it in his own kind his of way, His own style, yeah, yeah, in his own voice. And yeah. and, and, and what I loved about him is, is he took it all in and he just built it up. Yeah. And if it happened for him, I don't know this to be certain. I just know me personally. I don't think we at least would know songs like Hound Dog like we do. Right. And And... You know, teddy bear like we do. Yeah, yeah. It, and and by the way, it was popular back then to have songwriters, right? And and song performers, and sometimes you had both, like Buddy yeah. Holly and and you know. But in truth, Sinatra didn't write his music, right? And, and but he knew how to perform it and oh, sing it. He was and performer. he had his way. He had oh, his style, and he was going to do you, it. And you couldn't beat it. Oh yeah, and Dean Martin. You know, and you, now those, you got lounge singers trying to replicate Frank Sinatra all oh, over yeah. the place, man. Yeah, and, and Elvis. <laughs> and, and, oh yeah, and old Dino. He started Woo. off trying to be like Sinatra, but then he got found his own. He got his own style. S- same was with the with the old uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, oh Sammy, and, love uh, Sammy yeah. too. Uh, that's right. You know, yeah. these, these, these guys had their own. Nat King Cole. Mm. Mackin Cole was his own, and uh, but yeah. he wasn't a first. He he had to find himself. It's yeah, just they had to find their style. That's it. Yep, yep, find their groove. Yep, yep. But yes, yeah, so, I mean Elvis, uh, his legacy is will live on. Oh yeah, it's not so, going anywhere. But that's that's one of the things I got to warn you when you go and, to the movie. It's it ends pretty bad. And it's I know a lot of sad. people put down Priscilla and and all this so that, that she's trying to live off it. I'm going to tell you. Priscilla kept his stuff alive. She had to fight yeah. forever to Colonel yeah. and others. So I give Priscilla a, a lot of, of uh, you know. Credit, credit, yeah, and because yeah, she's and by the way, it's not in her name; it's in her daughter's name. Right, she was protecting it for the sake of her daughter. Yeah, and I'm, well, I'm, I'm sure Elvis her. would want to take care of Lisa. Oh Martin. heavens, certainly. yes, certainly, it's, his do- it's his only kid. Yep, 
So I'm thankful. It's a baby that. girl. Yeah, and and I'm glad he has grandchildren too. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Very thankful. So yeah, but that we got to wrap this show up because we've good. we've gone on a good long time. But yeah, the the impact of Elvis's life is definitely. And you know what? That's nerdy enough, right? Because people buy velvet Elvis and put it on their wall. And if that ain't nerdy, I don't know what is. That's right, pretty man. That's <laughs> right. So we, I felt it was perfectly in our our geek culture for us to be able to talk about Elvis. I love Elvis, and you, you know the because he, he's a zeitgeist. And you know one thing I wish they had mentioned, and I'm in the mood for it, but I won't eat it tonight. I want it, and that's peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Yeah, <laughs> I've never tried that because I don't know if I'd. Want I Done it once. Whenever we were watching Elvis movies once a long time ago, someone just because you had to. And you know what? That's not bad. Really? But I gotta be in the mood for it. I gotta now at Graceland is when I uh, had one another time, and it wasn't that. It was a peanut butter and banana shake or something. It was or it was a Sunday peanut butter banana because it was at Graceland, hmm. and I figured, well, man, if I'm gonna try, if it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it right. Well, I'm gonna tell you, pretty mama. I'm a pretty, but. They, they had a lot of great things there, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember going once, and I, I think that's the first time I heard about the, the peanut butter and banana sandwiches is yes. when we went to Graceland when I was I was maybe middle school age, I think, when we went. Yeah. Yeah. I should go again sometime. Oh, it's great. I want to go again. I got a book that'll show you everything. Last time I went was, uh, well, anyway, 10 years after something, and I, I went, and uh, I got to, got to go, and I got a book that has... Everything that's in there. So even if you don't get to go, it's like you get to see what's in it. Yeah. And they, they now have it. At the time, the first time I went was in 1998, and they didn't have this made yet. But now they have it to where across the street is a museum Ooh. that has the cars, and it has oh, yeah. everything. Didn't they have some of that? Because like, you can oh, go and did. see his garage. I remember getting to they see his cars, and they, they had some of his outfits in the garage area. They did, but now it's separate. Huh. So it's across the street, and the reason is they wanted you to be able to walk through and see it all. And, and I'm going to tell you, it's, it's bigger, it's better than it was before. Sequins everywhere, brother. Oh, it's all <laughs> over. And it's like a museum where you walk through and you see his outfits and each one, now they got still got some near the house and all, but yeah. now each one has basically a story around it and mm. they even have like some of the recording mics and everything and it tells you when it was recorded, nice. when it was used. Wow. And it shows some of the original records and stuff. And Jeremy, I'm telling you, we were there for the day, but you could spend days Woo. going through that thing i'm telling you and they were of course they showed it in the film and the film shows so much of the, the yeah it uh, oh it's so great it did but when you go through there i mean i'm getting goosebumps thinking about it but when i was looking around the home i was thinking man elvis would come in here and watch his movies he would have two or three four tvs in a room mm-hmm. to watch the news and a wall of tvs on. in one room I and remember. i understand and he, he had that, that he had a lot of monkeys and stuff put up in yeah. that area, which i thought was cool looking you know silly but cool and it to be truthful it inspired me and i have two tvs in this room mm-hmm. one for playing games one for watching tv and the other or or whatever i yeah. do that kind of stuff and uh but Elvis is the one who inspired me, and then a friend of mine does it too, so it helps me. But that's Elvis was the first to inspire me to do so. <laughs> to have multiple TVs? So, yeah, so uh, I don't, okay, I'm not like him. Right. Because I don't have several. Well, I was his replacement. I was born just, and then after I was alive for a few months, Elvis knew it was okay for him to die. Oh, okay, sure. Because he knew I was here. But and everything was going to be all He right. died two days after I turned one. Oh, my goodness. He died on the 16th of August. Yeah, I was yeah. born, born August 14th, so 14th. two days later after I turned one. That's how I always remember that his day. Yeah. In fact, I, I remember it was like the 20th anniversary, just two days later, someone I knew got married. And so they said, uh, 
well, you remember this anniversary? Of course, at the time, we didn't know they wouldn't last their marriage. But I remember at the time when they said, you're going to remember this day? I said, sure will, pretty mama. Huh? And they was like, no, no, no. Don't associate with Elvis. I says, listen, it will always be associated with Elvis for me. Sure will. Because that day will always be an Elvis day for me. <laughs> Even more so than January 8th for me. Because mm. I can't help it. Because every time, every year, I get really sentimental for Elvis. I love him. <laughs> Well, we really got to wrap this up. Let's do it. So, of course, I want to remind you. Well, of course, I guess I want to thank people. How how what order have I got here? Yes, first we do NeverlandPodcast.com, which, of course, yeah, that's where you're going to go and find everything you need to know about the show. Uh, you can find some links to subscribe. Make sure you leave us a review. You can find my podcast reviews has a little link right in there. And if you happen to be a podcaster and you want to be able to see where your reviews are from around the world click that in there for i think it's like 50 dollars a year you get all your stuff sent to you by email so make sure you leave us a review in there it lets me know how you think we're doing if we think you think we get really long-winded because the show's getting longer yeah <laughs> yep uh but also we want to make sure to thank karen kennedy ricky pope of christian nerds unite and darren wilhite of the wilhite and wall show for their help in making the new intro we'll remind you to send us an email at podcast at neverlandpodcast.com find us on twitter for neverland pcast really all i do over there as i post when the shows come up though because uh, I don't go on Twitter much. Facebook.com slash Neverland Podcast. We also have a group, which, of course, if you go to groups slash Neverland Podcast, that's where I post stuff about the show. If I also I see something interesting that uh, that we're probably going to wind up talking about, I'll post it over there. So, you know, in the new video, because not everything I post to Facebook winds up on the show. So yeah. you're missing out on some of the fun stuff. I try to keep it informed in there. Uh, I'm not even going to bother reading this, this uh, voicemail phone number because I don't think it works anymore. But you can join the Neverlanders on our website. I still have that where you can choose your official nickname as a lost boy or a pixie. Because girls are too clever, they don't get lost. <laughs> you can, of course, donate through our Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast. I do have that link on there. Plus, you'll find a link to our shop. I have at least four new shirts out there available. I wore one just yesterday, I guess it was, when we went to go see Thor. You did admire the shirt, and I said, you can buy yourself one. <laughs> and lots of different colors are, are available and multiple sizes. You can also get the design on, like, I think mouse pads and coffee cups and phone cases. You can have my cartoon. Well, you drew that cartoon yes, to me, even. So you can get my picture on all kinds of stuff. Because I know you just want a cartoon version of me on a T-shirt. Right? That's exactly right. Sure you do. <laughs> but anyways, uh, remember to, let's see, uh, do I have any other things we need to make sure we mention? Were you going to do the days of the week thing? Or? Uh, no. Okay. We ain't got that kind of time. Oh, I had to move on. You got really long-winded when oh, you did the Elvis review, dude. Oh, sorry. Man. And I was like, okay, we got to keep going. But anyway, so we're wrapping up the show, and the last thing I need to do is tell you to get lost. In an adventure! We'll see you next time. <laughs>
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.